And the Lord gaveth to his disciples an abundance of spookies and of spices and said, take and eat, do this in remembrance of me. Welcome, boys and ghouls, to another of Halloween is forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. We are here. We are in, guys. Farmer. I don't know if you've checked the calendar lately. The most recent version of the calendar. The updated calendar, <laughs> the new one. I'm still looking at the this Mayan is calendar. The, I know you're looking at some old <laughs> shit. Get the new one because this is the last episode of September. Holy shit. Do you know, know what that means? It came up on us real yeah. hard, real yeah. fast. You got to look at that AD calendar. <laughs> yeah, look at that new, new shit calendar because next episode after it is October. <laughs> after mm-hmm. Drac. After Drac. Yeah. Um, Next episode will be our first one of October. Not to look past this episode, but goddamn, I'm excited for next episode. And we're actually going to do a really, really, uh, we're going to pick what we're going to talk about next episode, which frankly, I'm more excited about than talking about this show we're going to talk about, to be completely honest with you. Um, I concur. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you once again for tuning in, everyone out there. um, I wanted to say before we jump too far into this bad boy and talking about what we're going to talk about today, which is the new Netflix series, which just released a couple of days ago, Midnight Mass, which we all delved into in various quantities. But um, I do want to say something right off the bat. Uh, Holy shit, we're getting a lot of people listening to the show. Um, Like way, way, (laughs) way, way, way more than any of us ever thought we would have, let alone a few months in. (laughs) Yeah, it's really kind of wild how many people are listening to the show. So first of all, thank you very, very, very much. And um, we're going to have a a ton of really fun stuff coming up here in October. But also... um, we have some other shows that are releasing, actually one released last week, we got some other ones coming up, which we are um, going to be guesting mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. some other yeah. fun spooky yuki shows. I know I was on the Spooky Times with Eric D last week, and we, um, listen, no surprise, I talked way, way too much, <laughs> and he decided to split it up yeah. into a two-parter, um, but we talked about Halloween um, kind of sitcom episodes, kind of like mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. Um, on one of our showdown episodes recently. Um, and it was really, really fun. So definitely check Eric. Super nice guy. He was also um, an extra in Hubie Halloween. I heard that. And we <laughs> talked about it, which was super it fun. It sounded like I, you guys are now best friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's moving in. We have a spare bedroom. <laughs> he's moving in. It's going to be a whole compound here. Um, and uh, we are also going to be, I think all of us at some capacity, are going to be individually guesting on uh, over time here. I know next week I'm going to be on uh, with the guys from uh, uh, Haunted Hangover, mm. which is really fun. So Meg, you, you, there was one as well that I think you're going to be on yeah, here pretty quick, right? Yeah, we need right? to get set a date, but yeah, Horror Soup, we've got that hookup too. Yeah. Hanging out with friends. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to like kind of dip into other people's worlds and like... Rising spooky out. tides raise all <laughs> spooky boats. That's what I say. Um, and then I'll be on uh, the main Damie coming up with their, their show called They Called This a Movie. Yeah, yeah, and they've been doing this for a long time, but like they they do the thirty one days of horror on their mm-hmm. blog, and then like Anthony, who's one of the main hosts, him and I went to film school together. So, oh, right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So 
We are um, very, very excited and, um, and, and happy to be getting involved with all of our other spooky friends out there. So check those we'll out. And the best way to know when those sorts of things are happening, as well as when we release episodes, is on the social media. So I'll do it right now before I forget. Because normally it's Steve <laughs> kicking me under the table going, hey, dickhead, are you going to remember to say this? Do the thing. <laughs> do the thing, you dick. You have so few things to remember. Um, and uh, that is, uh, check us out on the social media. So not only do we... Uh, post stuff like that but also you get to help uh help us uh vote on our upcoming showdown episodes and you can suggest topics and all those sorts of things we absolutely love when that's the case uh on instagram we're at halloween is forever at hallow forever on twitter halloween is forever podcast on facebook and halloween is forever pawn at gmail.com uh if you want to send us one of my emails um, so we're getting the, a little excited TikTok, on TikTok, Meg? too. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the like, TikTok? We have, I we think have a TikTok. it's Halloween is forever. How, I think oh, you're right. I yeah. yeah. Meg, Meg's doing our TikTok over there as well now. Um, she's the only one who knows what TikTok is. Um, she <laughs> recently <laughs> learned what TikTok is. She's off and running on it. I still don't know what I'm it is. I'm giving it a go. <laughs> yeah. Honest but, try here. But, we, but check us out over there on the ticks as well as the talks. Yeah. Um, if you really like watching me shotgun beers out of pumpkins, <laughs> watch us on TikTok. <laughs> I you were saying it's got like 10,000 views yeah. on yeah. Instagram people Reels. People do so enjoy that. So. Apparently people <laughs> fucking love it. I don't know. Um, I enjoyed it. I was cracking up. Um, so yes, that, that, uh, please please check us out there. And as always, uh, the offer still remains. If you shoot us um, a, a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever, if there's a review function on whatever your podcatcher is, screenshot it, DM it to us or email it to us, and I'll send you some goddamn stickers in the mail. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll send you yeah. stickers. I'm saying so many stickers. fucking stickers. We'll cover your car like in stickers. I'm, I'm going to set the bar higher. We should get little baggies like those. You know, when we were younger, we, we should have brought this, about this on the uh, oh, memories. Yes, like yes, get little yes. baggies oh, and yeah. like Halloween baggies treat with bags. candy tree bags. Yeah. yeah. There was always like, dumb, dumb and smarties just, and something shitty. Yeah. <laughs> it's all shitty candy. But you It'll can just probably buy the bags. Like the, the best houses <laughs> bought the bags and put good shit in them. Right. Yeah. They were like not prefab. They were just like about a little thing of bags you bought and then you filled it in with, you know, Reese's cups and good shit lots of goodness yeah yeah um in any case let's jump in uh to um as i mentioned um we are having a little holy communion here and i again i'm everything here is fully transubstantiated so this is literally the body and blood um we have (laughs) spookies and we have spicies we have as our what do you do do first anybody have any preference Mm. let's do the spooky did you yeah, use spookies? I think the spookies or do you want to do beers first? I was forgetting. We, can do we also have beers. We have so many things. We have the blood of grist. <laughs> <laughs> the blood of grist. That's a fucking t-shirt right there. Um, speaking of t-shirts, I'm wearing it, my Halloween's Forever t-shirt right now. Came and, out nice. Yeah, yeah. They came out really nice. And a bunch of people ordered them, which we were super, super excited about. If you go to our Instagram account or our link tree, or, or yeah, just the link tree on any of our social medias, uh, you can go to t-shirts and merch and you can buy not just t-shirts, but mugs and sweatshirts and t-shirts and tank tops and whatever the fuck you want from T Public. We've got a few different designs that Steve did on there. So they're pretty, pretty frigging cool. Um, let's talk about some beers. I'll, I'll go first because I feel like I always put it on you guys to go first. Um, <laughs> I am drinking a beer that Meg gifted to me today. Which is from uh, Cinderlands Beer Company here in beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, Danville Train. This is now. Is that is the Danville? That's like a series they do, right? 
You know what? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you know? I think it is. I might be wrong. I don't know. I have no answers for that. This one's called Danville Train, and this is their uh, their Festbier Stahlagerbier. Um, so I think we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Festbier is just like basically a pale, hoppier version of a stronger, paler, hoppier version of a Hellas, as opposed to like a Meritzen style Oktoberfest, uh, which is like the more amber, malty mm-hmm. type of uh, Oktoberfest beer. Um, in any case, um, digging it. Yeah, I like I love their can designs too. I yeah. feel like you Simple, know they did it right. Elegant, I would go as far as to say. Super modern. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's got really nice mouthfeel to it. It's got like some body. I don't know why it led with the mouthfeel. You know, whatever. Um, but it's it's got nice body to it. Um, and uh, a nice firm bitterness, which I which I dig in, yep. in these beers, like highly attenuated, nice firm bitterness. I am uh, I'm definitely digging the hell out of it. What what do you guys got? We are collectively drinking oh, yeah. the same beer over oh, here. I'm going to have to splash you some of that um, after this. I snagged up also, like besides the Danville train, um, Profondo, an Italian style of Pilsner by our friends at Hop Farm. That's a fun word to say with a Yinzer accent. Profondo. Jim's going to get a case of Profondo. <laughs> You can get down a strip. I heard they I got. Feel like I heard you they got full like case message to Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. <And> it- <laughs> Listen, Malcolm's from Boston. All right, he's Massachusetts boy. <laughs> Shout out to our good friend Malcolm Frazier yeah, over yeah. At, at Top Farm. I just appreciate him being in the beer industry here in Pittsburgh now mm-hmm. and being able to have his beers because I just get really excited. I'm also enjoying. Do not tell him I said he was a good brewer. I mean, <laughs> he is and he knows he is, but don't tell him because his head is going to get fucking out of control. Um, but yeah, yeah they're no. doing good stuff down there. And Matt is always a good dude. I, I like those yeah. guys on there. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I've worked with them in various projects. So I was like, I had been wanting to get down there just to try a couple of the beers they've been putting out. And I saw this at the distro and I'm like, okay, yep. All right. Yeah. He no felt very, he, you know what? I, I take this back. We were at an Oktoberfest party with a bunch of mutual friends. Um, at uh, Jack Smith's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a big Oktoberfest party. He's got a really cool big smoking rig and just makes like an abundance of, of sausages. And I squeezed my my ass into my Lederhosen <laughs> and uh, we went over and drank some beers. And Malcolm did bring the Italian pills. Because uh, I remember mm-hmm. I was very proud of myself because I I, uh, I called the, the, the hop variety. Uh, oh. and, and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. And he was like... The- this you think is, you're fucking cool. This is you? the level we're at. I was very excited about it. I was nice. very proud of myself. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I have had it. It's really, really nice. He mm-hmm. was really proud of it, and I think uh, rightly so. But again, what, please do not tell him I said that. What makes an Italian-style Pilsner an Italian style? Like, yeah. What is that? Yeah, so it all kind of comes back to like a couple of different beers. Um, but I would say stylistically, like the big hallmarks of the style for me is oftentimes it's fermented a little bit warmer, a little bit more lively fermentation. So it has a little bit more of a kind of fruity ester component mm-hmm. to it. Um, it oftentimes has a little kind of softer, rounder bitterness to it. Um, and there's one other kind of big hallmark that I'm forgetting right dry now. Hopping? And what the hell is it? I feel like yes, they're usually yes, dry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Spaghetti. Dry hopping. That's like probably the biggest one. Yeah, honestly. yeah. That's pretty smart. And they're, and they're dry hopped. But Some you called out the other two already. Like as I'm like sipping and I'm like, yeah, no. I, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's dry hopped as well, which it, which would be certainly not traditional for a German or okay. Jack style Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that, that kind of sticks out is it oftentimes has a little bit of like a softer water profile that lends to that kind of roundness mm-hmm. uh, of of body um and then um sometimes and not this is not a a hallmark of the style by any stretch of the imagination but sometimes i have seen a lot of people putting italian maize 
hmm. in it as well. Interesting. Which I think there are some people that feel like that is that something that that drives some of that high attenuation. A nerdy question is who the fuck sells like Italian maize though? Do you know? Um, that's a great question. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't know. Know. People like, are necessarily <clears throat> picking Italian maize, sure. um, but I think I mean, some cool. of the like beer Fisio Italiano and mm-hmm. and 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 those those breweries that were like um, ones that kind of pioneered the style in a lot of ways, like like Tipo Pills. Mm-hmm. Tipo is the um uh the the prime example of and you can sometimes what people get that are at Lorelei mm-hmm. if you are in the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, and you, you can, can occasionally there. find it other places, but like yeah, Tipo Pills is kind of the quintessential Italian pills. Mm-hmm. I don't know off the top of my head if that one has maize, but yeah. I do find that like reading articles about it. I remember I wrote an article a while ago about it, and that was one of the things that some people called out as, you know, driving attenuation mm-hmm. is using using maize, not necessarily like so heritage like Italian maize well. or whatever, but yep. Yeah. So anyway, cool. cool. Nice example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good beer. And oh, you guys are drinking. I was gonna say, what are you? Yeah, we're drinking the, same. drinking the same beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's, that's, why, that's why I could take us I mean, down that extra path. Out, of I, again, what? I can pull out one of my icy lights, so we can just talk about nah, icy that's light. Fine. But <laughs> is it mango? No, no, it's not. Well, no mangs up today. My my one of my friend, one of my buddies. We were we were uh, golfing the other day. And he he. I feel like this is such a Pittsburgh dad joke, and I never heard it before. And he was like, oh, I feel like I'm feeling a little shaky. Like my iron level's getting low. And oh, I was God. like, what? And then he pulled out an iron city. Out of <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a goddamn that dad joke. a beautiful dad I like joke. I low, low iron level. I'm feeling a little, little anemic. That's a, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a joke that should have died in 75. <laughs> it got a chuckle out of me. It got a chuckle out of me. All right. Um, so, yeah, we got spookies and spices. Look at the color. It, it looks straight. Don't they look like they glow in the dark? Yeah. I wish they did. I do you have a... bet they do. Yeah. I, I, they, they look wild. So what we have here for our spookies is uh, ghost dots. So for those of you who have had dots, they almost are the shape of a... Uh, of a like a gumdrop, mm-hmm. but they don't have the the cr- what Meg refers to as the sugar crust on the outside. <laughs> Something about the word crust. It's like how some people with the word moist. When somebody says crust to me, I'm like crust. Um, but when it has sugar in front of it, it's a totally different animal. I know. I don't know why. And like pizza crust, of course, that's delicious. Right. But like something about. <laughs> candy and the word crust yeah anytime it's not pizza i immediately start thinking like crust punk and just like like dirty buskers i think of like a scab like literally a scab well crust punks are covering scabs so that's not that's true um so these are ghost dots and and the whole thing is uh which flavor which ghost so there's strawberry lemon lime cherry and orange but they all look the same oh okay kind of strange um appear to be glow in the dark looking bluish green it's actually the color is extremely uh, uh attractive to me i don't know why they look very appetizing They're, it's the color that you would expect like mouthwash to be yeah but for some reason i'm very i don't know I wouldn't, be sur- I wouldn't be surprised if they have what is it that's in tonic water quinine mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's just a little bit of that in there mm-hmm. so They're you could so like black sticky. light them and blow them up yeah <laughs> i feel like they mm. were left out for hours mine's, li- mine's lime mine's very clearly lime My, mine's did you say there's lemon because there is lemon, lemon too yeah mine's lemony i got orange yeah so this isn't like uh this isn't like the Mountain Dew voodoo though where they no, just it's not like, like guess the flavor. Yeah. Well mine's orange. That was orange too. I've um, these are great. I love dots. I feel like they look like not the bad. Pac-Man ghosts in ways. They are the they Pac-Man absolutely ghosts. look like the Pac-Man ghosts. Yeah. They um this is a for me up there in terms of 
one of my favorite movie theater snacks. Mm. I love a dot. Love a dot. Anybody who has any reservations about getting things stuck in their teeth, not for you. Avoid right. dot. Because <laughs> they st- they're not jujubes right, bad. Right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're not like jujubes terrible. Soft. So yeah. I think they're, they sit in that good level. But these are fresh, mm-hmm. so they're like pretty soft. But when these get old, they start to get pretty fucking <laughs> sticky. But again, not ju- jujubes literally should be outlawed. Like yeah. jujubes are designed to rip your feelings out. Yeah, that's a violent snack. <laughs> It's not cool. It's a violence. Whoever made jujubes cool. woke up, yeah, and, and, and chose violence. Um, like, fuck people's teeth is what they said. They are violence. Next. I wouldn't be surprised funny. if it was somebody who had, like, gums and, like, the really, like, solid gums from chewing steak. Yeah. And that's the candy they made because they wanted everybody this to be like the them. Yeah. Yeah. It's can a super I, villain thing. Can I completely do a non sequitur here? Because I just was listening to it earlier this week, our episode from last week on Trick or Treat, or yeah. on a costume, Trick or Treat, and stuff like that. We were in the car, and Kate and I was, were listening to it, and I blurt laughed out loud both of us at this joke <laughs> you can't really even make it out <laughs> but it was one of steve's jokes and i said something about how google says something mean to me and <laughs> steve goes sounds like you got rude goal <laughs> yes i enjoy hiding little things to see if anybody will get them. so quietly and at the moment i heard it and laughed like got a big pop from me but in hearing it the second time i was crying it was such a stupid joke and i loved it go back and listen and appreciate that joke um, i may have already hidden some in this episode that you don't that you didn't hear i literally was crying in the car i don't know why it just nailed me it just hit me um anyway um so that's our spookies our spicies is um an old standby it's flaming hot cheetos but it's the the puffy cheetos not the crunchy cheetos and this was part of the as you can see the bag of bones mm-hmm. tin that everybody i literally i mean i bought it for the tin right because yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to be my waste paper basket in my nice. office <laughs> it's it's the, it's got chester cheeto on it he, yeah. he's he's spooky he's got a, he's got a dracula uh, cape on and that's all there's for me it literally could be filled with sawdust i still would have paid 5.99 or whatever the fuck for it um but uh it had one bag of the so it looks like one of the old pop torn tins that you would get for christmas that has like regular and and caramel and cheese popcorn in it but this just had two bags um in it and it was the flaming hot as well as the um the white cheddar and the one that's the best is like the rib cage (laughs) it's a full ass rib cage you've already narrowed down the best piece (laughs) yeah because i already as i already opened these and and ate several of them last night but the fucking rib cage is so sweet now, Meg, you, you're the question had, mark with I've these, right? I've literally never had a Flamin' Hot Cheeto in any form. All right, this is a coming-of-age okay. tale. Um, so so Flamin' so Hot anything, I would say, like, there are two camps of people. There are two types of people in the world. There's people who are loyalists to the Flaming Hot, and there are people who are who have adopted the Taki. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, no, fuck it. I'm all Taki all the time now. Mm-hmm. If given the option... I don't know. This doesn't have all the citric acid that a Taki has. Mm, like Taki yeah. spice is basically flaming hot Cheeto, maybe a tiny bit hotter, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Um, the the Taki dust compared to the flaming hot Cheeto dust, but the the Taki dust also has an insane amount of citric acid, so it's sour too, okay. which I like. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I think I'm a loyalist to the flaming hot. All right, let's give this a go. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm with you on yeah. being a loyal. Like, I like Takis. Mm-hmm. Me too. But just as far as, like, that citric acid, I don't love the sourness. It it gets to be too much after yeah. a while. 
Because the flame on has a little bit of it. A little bit. Mm. Like a little bit of tartness, but nothing like mm-hmm. the citric acid smack of a Taki. Like even so given the choice. I don't think they're uh, as bad as like, I think, you know, and, and like to touch on that, I don't know how I'll feel like I really do love like spicy and citrus. It's mm-hmm. like, I mm-hmm. want my mouth to be assaulted with like a tang. Mm-hmm. Like I actually just picked up last week and housed the bag of just like Lay's, but like the Limon. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those were the chili lime tight. ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah. like, it's kind of like eating um, salt and vinegar, but like lime. Yeah. And so I think like, I just have like an affinity for that sensation on my mouth. Mm-hmm. These are actually, they're not too bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many I can get them. <laughs> yeah, they definitely build on you. But like I can handle you. it. I, yeah. can, I actually do want more. Yeah. I, they're not any, like, because I ate a whole mess of those, um, ghost pepper almonds that yeah. we had one episode the one night i was mm. watching a movie and i ate yeah. like half the thing of them <laughs> and it got to a point where my ears were ringing after a while oh, like they really the heat really built on those mm. these don't get anywhere near that no, no. but they do build on you a little yeah. bit um but meg has had zero episodes you you're you're, you're poised you're you're good to go yeah. they're yeah. usually we're looking at you to see if you are going to have an episode <laughs> like you're going to do yeah. about the spaz yeah you're no, going to do I'm something okay. your eyes going to start twitching I, i'm a little hesitant to like reach back in the bag because i did uh, you know i'm learning guys i, I do like you're, you're very like you get very loosey-goosey though after you have one like the adrenaline starts going you start to get kind of loosey-goosey i just get a little buzzed you can't see her right now but she's kind of flowing like, like hands are moving she's doing kind yeah. of a robot she's doing the michael jackson head side to side thing <laughs> She's very giddy. She gets more animated when very she has much spicy, so. spicy. I things. have to edit out all the shamans. <laughs> um, but she, she, yeah, she definitely gets very physically animated when she eats spicy things. I uh, definitely learned my lesson in that you have to even out the heat. Like mm-hmm. I can't just mm-hmm. have one and have it assault half my mouth. I mm-hmm. need to assault all of my mouth right, yeah. in these situations. So I just did good. I was like, I, I think. I think I'm going to go back to the dots. Yeah. You <laughs> do have one, have another two on yeah, both sides, I, I, have I, a dot, have I'm a beer, go back. I'm not offended right now by how my mouth feels. Yeah. I think we're okay. Listen, right easy peasy. We're off and rolling, guys. No one's, also, no one's guys, feeling attacked. Um, do better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to fuck around now. Okay. Don't, All right. don't like, oh, do you're that. Gonna fuck around because I got some sauces down the fridge that will make yeah. you throw yourself out the window. Yeah, I feel like if you guys really want to see me in pain or this, like, we should just start eating different hot sauces. Oh yeah, I Listen. got a bottle of Mike's Hot Honey coming in. It's not so crazy. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I just mm-hmm. I just got reminded of sweet and spicy. Oh yeah, I have some hot hot honey downstairs as well. I love that. We can just like start making up. Like getting plain snacks and just like mm-hmm. making <laughs> Dipping. them spooky. <laughs> oh, um, we we've had a couple times. So I was mentioning our friend Jack. He uh, he has a bunch of the hot sauce from the Hedonist. Mm-hmm. You know they mm-hmm. do like the the uh, what's their show? It's a big YouTube hot show. Ones. Hot ones yeah. and had like the last dab and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And we had some of those at his house. And those are ones that like you get this fear fight or flight instinct <laughs> yeah. that kicks in when you eat it. Um, and your hair starts like turning colors. It's 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 in- intense. Quite Listen, frankly, you want to go I'm down terrified. that path? We'll go down that path. Quite frankly, I'm with that. The, their setup, they keep they keep in their lineup to bomb. Yeah, because it is literally the one that gets every single person. Like it's also this is disgusting. Just not, if like, you've ever yeah, tried it, it's, it's a good. bad sauce. It's made poorly. Yeah, and they should be feel bad. It's about nothing but capsaicin. It. Yeah, and it's just crap. It tastes like battery acid. Yeah, it is genuinely a bad sauce mm-hmm. yeah. um 
And the, <laughs> listen, it tastes bad. Don't buy it. Um, <laughs> It's not for this you. Is it's an for torture. <laughs> Don't buy the bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad sauce. You're not gonna like it. Like I've had, I've had like the last dab triple X, which mm-hmm. is one of the newer ones they put out. Yeah, yeah. and it's like flavorful. Yeah, like, it has you, a great flavor. The yeah. Redux one that I had too was the same way. Like mm-hmm. it actually had like almost a, almost a a vaguely curry inspired mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. flavor to it, which I really dug. Um, yeah, these sauces, it takes a lot to make a super hot sauce also taste good that you want to go back to. Yeah, right. I, I was going to make a point to say that because I feel like not being a hot sauce connoisseur at all, mm-hmm. I when people try hot sauces that I, like, I'm familiar with, they're like, but no, but it was like the flavor still was there. Mm-hmm. And shout out to one of my really good friends here in the city, Ooh. Allegheny City Farms. He mm-hmm. makes like a Pittsburgh style hot yeah. sauce, okay. both like regular and also a fermented version. What makes it a Pittsburgh? I'm curious. I don't know. He, it, he I grows, think it's just he, made. There's not that many like, hot sauce companies that also grow their own peppers right. and make their own sauce. Mm. So he does both. Yeah. I, you know, so I, that's the biggest thing yeah. for him. Yeah, he grows like, it. He grows his stuff and then brews it up. And then like, there's an um, Uncle Jammy sauces. He doesn't grow his own, but yeah. like he puts together some sauces. He has one. You can find it in Giant Eagle even. It's okay. called uh, Your Arrogance Amuses Me. I kind of like that he name makes a lot. It, He makes it with Arrogant Bastard beer. Okay. Oh, nice. And then it has like this habanero in it. Mm-hmm. And just the way he has it put together, it creeps on you so bad. I love anything You'd habanero. Love it. I genuinely love the flavor of habanero. Not yeah. like, I'm not eating habanero peppers, but mm-hmm. like habanero sauces. Because I was just like... like one of my favorite things I put it on everything is uh, yellow bird habanero. Yeah, yeah. Con- it's just called it's not even, it's called yellow bird habanero condiment. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a habanero. I don't know why right. I thought it. it's is a, it hab- a jam or like no, mustard? No, it's a sauce. It's a straight oh, sauce. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's what it's called, and okay. it's it's just killer, and it's yep. got in- intense heat. Not mm. like I'm gonna die, but like enough you can put it on something and you're not gonna like lose your mind. But mm-hmm. it is aggressively hot, but it has a really great habanero character. It's really okay. fruity. I'll br- cool. You know what? That's what we'll do next week. I'm mm. going to bring over Uncle Jamie's Your okay. Arrogance Amuses Me. Right. There you go. For right. the October episode. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 pushed, you pushed buttons, Meg, and you now know? we're dipping you hot sauces. We're going to find out. Listen, to find out. play games. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's what, that's well, what next episode is. Well, about. no, Brian and I are winning nice prizes. Meg plays stupid prizes. <laughs> she gets she has one Cheeto bag of bones, and yeah. it's like, fuck y'all, bring it. Bring it. <laughs> so arrogant. Bring it. I think I'm exposing a lot about my personality yeah. right now. Well, we're about to expose some real deal shit right now because we are about to decide what movie we have oh. to defend for the uh, for the October episode. We were talking about how this is like the the WrestleMania yeah. uh, of the podcast. I think it's actually more of the. Uh, the, the the rumble it's more like the royal rumble a little bit because you draw a number and it and it heavily depends on when you enter the rumble yeah yeah right yeah. you're not everyone's gonna be a rick flair coming in third or whatever and exactly. then winning the whole thing right mm-hmm. this is gonna be listen if you draw ghosts of mars <laughs> you don't got There's, much of a chance you don't got much of a chance <laughs> unless they yeah well anyway listen i don't i don't want to these would be factors myself. i think that should be taken in consideration yeah. like if you get a shitty movie but you do an amazing job defending it fuck yeah Take away that right. problem, motherfucker. Uh, there's strategy all yeah. around. There's yeah. also strategy as to who mm-hmm. spins the wheel first. Yeah. Because if you spin the wheel first, everything's on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that means good and bad. That's right. true. If somebody goes and they get Halloween on first spin, Are we gonna that's rock, off paper, the board. Scissors, who yeah. goes first? Well, I should probably explain first what yeah. we're doing for new listeners. Because so normally what we do is we pick a topic, a subgenre, a whatever, and then we each 
pick a movie that we want to defend. All three of us watch all three movies. Then we defend it. Then we attack each other. We defend. The, <laughs> we, we defer. We deflect the attacks. And then we ultimately vote on who should reign supreme. It usually goes to second votes, as you might imagine. Um, and then somebody takes home the, the belt for the month. With October, we're going to do a little different. We had people pick from three different Halloween-centric topics. And the one that won commandingly was our favorite John Carpenter films. So these are all films, with the exception of maybe one or two, these are all directed by John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. We picked prime. We didn't pick ones that just have absolutely nothing to do with like horror. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we didn't put in Escape from New York. Yeah, no Wonderful. escapes, no... Um no Big Trouble, even though we love it. But. Yeah, we yeah, love yeah. Big Trouble. And honestly, there's no way we're not going to get to that movie at some point yeah. in the <laughs> podcast. But like, it's not, it's, yeah. So we picked ones that are more, you know, horror centric, obviously, that he directed. We threw in like a Halloween 2 because he has a, obviously, a, a writing credit on that, mm -hmm. not just a character writing credit. So, but we have a whole mess of movies um, that we're going to throw in there and uh, we're going to spin it. And whoever gets assigned that movie, you you have to defend that movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we might have Halloween, The Thing, and Ghost of Mars. Yes. So the person who gets Ghost of Mars is going to have a tall order here. <laughs> so we're a little bit at the at the mercy of the of the wheel. Um, but yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to do a a, 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 a three way rock paper scissors and as see? champion? Oh, oh you're gonna play shit. that card. I think I should get to pick where I go. I. Don't disagree with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good call. That feels fair. Because I, I feel like call. this is something we're going to repeat next year as well. Sure. I think and I'd also like this it format. fully doesn't so fucking matter. Because right. we'll, we'll it's just you're at the whim of the chance. Yeah. After that to choose yeah. who goes. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, I, I, I can appreciate so that. So I, I will actually spin the wheel first. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to go full <laughs> count of everything that's available. The anticipation's killing me. Because Halloween and the thing are on here. Halloween 2 is on here. Prince of Darkness. You know, they live. I know that's They're all there. So... I just want to give myself full opportunity and hope to God I don't get. Here's the, we click. Hear the we click. We hear the clicky we clack. We hear the clicky this clack. This feels like Price is Right shit. <laughs> His face oh, is God. not good. His face, the ward. <laughs> I which, don't know this movie, so which is I'm the excited. movie that none of us have seen. Oh, God. That I is honestly, it's not Ghost of Mars, oh. but it's bad. That oh. was that. that I, listen, I'm not rubbing it in, but that tactic backfired My, in a huge way. Your face way. says a lot right now, Steve. But I'm excited because I've never seen The Ward. I've never seen it either. So yeah. that's the thing. We, it might be fucking fantastic. I might, have, I might be able to defend it in some way. Yeah. It's also up to what you guys get. That's true. Yeah. If, you know, if you get, if we go Ghost of Mars in the fog, <laughs> yeah. I have a fighter's chance no, again. No, the fog is going to blow. <laughs> the fog is fantastic. We'll see. We'll see how yeah, comparison I've never word, seen so. The Ward. I know nothing right. about it. But that's so that's you guys can rock paper scissors if you yeah, want. Yeah, let's rock okay. paper scissors. Here goes we go one, two, three, shoot. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Uh, and I won scissors over paper. <laughs> also, guys, I didn't say this. My kids know this. I only play scissors. <laughs> I have never not played scissors since I was like ten years old. So, Man. for future reference, <gasps> I only play scissors. Um, in any He's case, gonna not do that. I'm not gonna listen to you. I anymore. am going to let Meg. This, 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 that's the trick. I tell them I only play scissors, <laughs> but I actually do only play scissors. Or do I? Oh, do anyway. It. Meg is gonna go next. I'll, I'll, I'll say okay. Meg goes next. I'll, I'll hold up. I'll, I'll bring All up right. the rear. Spin it. Let me remove. Let me remove I'm, the I'm, ward. I'm doing the, I'm doing no, the I movement. actually would prefer both of you to have board. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm really excited. I've never, I've never felt a ward. All right, Woo! and the spin is happening. We Here it is. We got everyone clapping for me. Guys, it oh God, is going to right land now. on. Ooh. What is it? 
Village, Village of the, of the Damn. Damn. That's okay. a good fucking movie. That's not. It's Maybe. not. <laughs> it's not his strongest movie by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But I like Village. Neither of the Neither of you guys cringed at it. So I'm no, I like Village of the Damn. It's, okay. it's been a while since I've seen it, but it might okay. have some problems if I go back and watch it now as an adult. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's. I remember it being fun. I feel like this is going to be a vicious one. I'm excited. <laughs> it Village could be because we're. Yeah, we are not getting. Okay, here's my role. Ryan's underway. Here we go. Vampires, 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 at later times, we can still do Halloween and the thing and all that. I'm That's true. I'm actually pretty happy that none of those got selected. But at the Jesus same time, I just feel like... That could not have went worse for me. Everything I... leading up to this was like, I don't want Ghost of Mars. And who got uh, it? I was... I, and literally, <laughs> I said to Steve before we start, I've already reserved myself to know I'm going to get Ghost of Mars. <laughs> I just, it was in my Aww. head, I'm going to get Ghost of Mars. You know, you um, put that energy out there, bud. I did. I put it out there in the in the universe. Shouldn't so, have said it out loud. John Carpenter films, those three beloved John <laughs> Carpenter films that everyone knows and everyone watches every Halloween, Village of the Dam, The Ward, and of course, Ghosts of Mars. So, Meg and I, you know, we'll be competing for the belt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Brian will basically decide. I will pu- be pushing a boulder up a mountain. Yeah. Um, Brian will decide, basically, because... You know Meg, what? I it, think he's the I, best person to get that movie, well, though, yeah. to possibly decide. But also, it. Meg, you've, I'm you've kind of... not com- even vote for my own yeah, movie. exactly. Like, <laughs> Meg has complained in the past of how, like, how we haven't been voting for another movie with yeah. our first vote. Ghost I really of, think this is the first time Brian Ghost is going to put Mars his vote towards one of us. Holy yeah, poop. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try my hardest, but you Ghost try. of Mars is fully poop um so all poop all yeah. the time so my halloween is ruined my spooky season is ruined um oh no you still get halloween kills You're yeah, that's fine. true that's true um all right so that that went just absolutely terribly for me um in any case let's jump into uh what we're actually going to talk about uh this week our our main topic for this mini-sode which was um mike flanagan's and this just came out just on Friday, this very mm-hmm. past Friday, um, and it is called uh, Midnight Mass, uh, a, a, a Netflix series, horror series, um, seven episodes, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we all got to watch, because it just came out on Friday, right? just came out the day before yesterday. So we've all watched various amounts of it. So I will say right off the bat, there are going to be spoilers abound. Mm-hmm. So if you're anticipating watching this, or if you're in the middle of watching it, or whatever, fair warning right now. We are going to spoil the hell out of this. And I think it's actually going to be really fun because I watch... So Steve watched the whole thing, mm-hmm. all seven mm-hmm. episodes. I watched five episodes. Mm-hmm. Meg watched three or four. Three. Three episodes. Mm-hmm. So we all know various amount of things. So we're all going to be able to deliver various amounts of spoilers, I guess, except for Meg. Um, Steve and I will be able to deliver, <laughs> yeah, but I Meg is going to be on the receiving end of the spoilers. I'm excited. Um, at least to hear. I and we all had... I don't know. We haven't talked too much about it. We were saving it, obviously, for, for for the show, but we haven't talked too much about the episode overall. But Mike Flanagan, if you don't know, I actually did one of his in our, our, our uh, Modern Slasher last month's uh, episode. Um, Hush. He I was going to say. Yeah, that was a Mike yeah. Flanagan movie. Um, certainly people know who watch a lot of Netflix, know him from... Um, uh, Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, he did uh, Gerald's Game. He did uh, Doctor Sleep. Yep. Um, 
And what else? There's like another big one. I feel like his. Uh, mm, I think that's it. That's aside like from Hush, one. but Hush, then yeah. the next thing he has coming up is called The Midnight Club, which is another series. Yeah, which seems like adult. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, oh, <laughs> he is. He is a yeah. huge. If you know anything about Mike Flanagan, he's a huge Stephen King guy. And it's heavily very influenced apparent. by Stephen King. I mean, very this movie on this show. feels yeah. like West Coast Castle Rock in in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, so a, a little bit about the show and and um, chime in, guys, because I'm not. I didn't. I'm not reading this from anywhere, but it is uh, basically a kind of uh, horror drama miniseries type of thing that's set in a very small island fishing town off the coast of somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Was what I take. Um, called oh boy, Crockett. Now, Crockett, Crockett Island. Crockett Island, and literally, you know, at one point there were, you know, uh, this was a thriving fishing island. Now there's only, you know, a few dozen. You know, it's like a population of 127 there. is what it says yeah, in the yeah. opening. Just a few dozen families left there in this kind of struggling fishing town. Um, and the, the it starts out, it, it, it kind of follows this guy, uh, is and I, I don't know why I didn't look up the names here, Riley, right? Mm-hmm. Is, the, yeah, Riley. is the main actor, so or the main the protagonist that starts off the movie. Um, and he is you come to find out a kind of tech startup type of you know entrepreneur whatever kind of guy in Chicago he has he's on the side of the road he has um killed somebody in a drunk driving accident mm-hmm. he was the the drunk driver he's killed a young woman he goes to jail spends 4 years there and you see that little bit at the Just beginning the pause like yeah, yeah. that like the first comment that like really struck me that I'm like I don't know if this is going to be like what this is going to be about mm-hmm. or setting the tone but like when he's sitting there and he's starting to pray cuz you notice there's a lot of like religious like shit going I on. did notice mm-hmm. But when he did that, that cop interrupted. Was like, maybe while you're at it, ask him why he always takes the kids and the drunk fucks walk away with scratches. I was like, oh, oh yeah, cut him to, yeah. cut him Holy to his core. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is how it's starting, and yeah. then not to mention that it I feel like very very heavy. It, yeah, yeah. It had like, uh, you know, the other like haunting of Hill House and like Bly Matter type esque things with right. him seeing the ghost Gr- of her you there's know, a like- bit of a grief porn angle mm-hmm. to this whole thing which is obviously haunted of hill grief house ghosts. yeah yeah <laughs> um and and he sees every night before he goes to bed you see him in jail and then really the movie starts out after this you know first you know what five or ten minutes mm-hmm. it's him coming out of jail and returning to this island to live with his parents and his younger brother and 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 kind of re-assimilate to Crockett Island mm-hmm. after going to Chicago, going to, you know, to, you know, young man going to the big city. I'm too mm-hmm. good for this. He leaves, you know, obviously fucks his life up uh, mm-hmm. horribly with with this with the drunk driving incidents. And then he comes back and he's obviously like humbled, kind of a broken person in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but every night before he goes to bed, he sees the, this image of the the young woman that he killed in the accident with like glass in her head. She had like a massive head wound, you know, that sort of thing. So you get this idea. It's going to be, yeah, this kind of ghost story haunting type of thing. And, and that's not the case at all. Right. No. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so I guess we're not going to do a, a plot synopsis or anything like that, but it's broken up into seven episodes. So, so, you know, thoughts on the first, on the first one. Um, it really just kind of set the stage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything monumentous that happened. Um, they do the Netflix series thing, which is to say, um, oh, and also each episode is named after a, a book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, 
super, super heavy religious themes throughout the mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah. Um, and the first one is, of course, called Genesis. Um, you get to know uh, Kate Siegel, mm-hmm. who is his... You you know they were friends and yeah they definitely yeah. had a relationship as youths and you know trust each other and all this stuff and then she kind of ran off to pursue her dreams in Hollywood or something she ended up in Texas she went around yeah yeah um, and now they both find their way back to I really feel like the first episode kind of set up a lot of like the background of everyone but I also feel like it left enough that you're like want to keep listening because like you start getting to know uh, Casey Eagles like character and you're kind Mm -hmm. of like oh she seems very interesting and you kind of get invested in this like riley her dynamic and whatnot but also finding out she's pregnant you're like seems like she has a lot of background that they're not trying to reveal and you guys might know more about it now having watched more than i'll tell you five episodes in you you hear about her childhood she had an abusive alcoholic mother um, but you really don't hear too much. Uh, you do hear that she was married uh, to a guy who was essentially she married someone very much like her mother mm-hmm. uh, who was abusive and, and and you know, a really toxic relationship that she mm-hmm. eventually left when she got pregnant. Okay. So that's really all, all you learn. I don't yeah. know if you learn anything, anything more like after that. Now? Not terribly, no. That's like, kind of. I kind of feel like. Why would they talk about it if? Like, yeah, it's you know? it's. Well, like, the 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 pregnancy is definitely a big thing that continues. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. Right. So so we'll get into that. Cool. But but the preg- things evolve in a very strange way with the pregnancy. Okay. Right. And like basically, the end is her just actualizing herself. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. yeah, she's the character you definitely care about the most. What? Um, yeah. In 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 my mind, um, and then uh, Riley's mother. I mean, you definitely develop a relationship, you know, where, with Riley and you, mm-hmm. you root for him to a certain extent, mm-hmm. the redemption story. And he's got like all this intense grief, uh, uh, intense guilt and self-loathing type of mm-hmm. thing that he's dealing with. Um, in any case, uh, the the first thing that like the first the main things I took from the first episode, I thought uh, overall beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's it's an it's a great looking film. I think some of the ways that they they really captured this. Yeah. Castle Rock esque. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you keep saying Castle Rock, but I want to say it's West Coast Salem's lot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, especially once we get into the, the right. themes that we're coming up to, which is uh, spoiler alert: it's a vampire story. Yeah. Um, you you didn't get? The, oh yeah. Oh no, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, oh really? You okay. didn't get that by nope. three? No, I I'm trying to see. I, again, no, I watched okay. them back. Wow. To, I watched the first five mm. straight through, right. so I don't know when things are hitting. Yeah, yeah. The um, only thing I was going to add about really like yeah. to like any sort of shot or like how they did things was like when I got to, was it was the second episode. You have all the dead cats on, on mm-hmm. the beach. Yeah, but like the I don't know. They did a good job. Like with whatever like it's pretty yeah it's pretty mysterious because like like, the first episode you have this weird trunk and the priest knocks on the trunk and it answers back with a knock yeah so there's something in there and then yeah yeah, then you see a bunch of you see a bunch of like scary eyes in the night and like shadows moving in the night from there Mm -hmm. i guess it's probably four that they really reveal that we're talking vampires yeah okay okay there's a dracula in the town i kind of i actually (laughs) almost feel like knowing that now like a lot of the things feel perfect for it i feel like with the religious connotations they have a lot or like the themes throughout the whole thing oh yeah and it gets like the (laughs) vibe (laughs) of the whole town it gets into the weeds with the religious stuff for sure um so uh, yeah, you don't I, get a oh, lot of good vampire. You don't get a lot of vampire things now, besides like Twilight. Not really. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like that was. I feel like like mid 
2010s there was a bunch of shit that kind of hit around that time vampire wise yeah. but yeah i feel like vampires have gone the way of a of a, of a zombie film a little bit where they've kind of like oh, we've done a lot let's like move on a little bit yeah. from that sort of thing but um yeah but i mean there's still movies unique? that like you know people uh uh like near dark and stuff like that their experience i feel mm-hmm. like are like experiencing this huge like resurgence in popularity yeah you know what I mean and now, it's so. interesting throughout i I don't believe they say the word vampire once in the entire show. Hmm. You just like no. You just like yeah. You, like you just like oh, they, now. I, yeah, I didn't notice. There's like one scene where like later on in the show where they're discussing what's going on and they kind of break into the conversation halfway, so that you they would have already skipped. Yeah, and they like, just say the words like myth. I'm reaching yeah. now for a spoiler. Because, like, in the third episode, this is where we have the priest, like, leading up to this point, he, like, is starting to, like, show signs where he's, like, vomiting blood and shit like that. Mm-hmm. What What is the deal there? Because yeah, so, I'm assuming he's the familiar. No. If we're talking so, about no. So, it's, so I kind of thought that for at first. So so um, a little bit of backstory. There is a guy they just call uh, Monsignor. Monsignor mm-hmm. Pruitt. My, Monsignor Pruitt, who mm-hmm. is kind of the clergyman for decades and decades and decades, like half a century yeah. on this particular island. He obviously had a hu- you know deep relationship with all the families on the island. Um, of this because there is one Catholic church on the island and, mm-hmm. and that's it. And everyone's Catholic with the exception of the new brand new sheriff and his son who have moved there after they lost uh, the her his you know wife slash his son's mother obviously mm-hmm. um, and she died of cancer they talk about and they are Muslim um, and there's a lot of tension there mm-hmm. because you know there's some like pretty judgy fucked up weird people on this yeah. island and, yeah. and they are very much you know in a in a foreign sure. you know air, you know they're meeting all these people for the first time and stuff mm-hmm. otherwise pretty much everyone on the island is catholic goes to the same like saint patrick's catholic church it's called mm-hmm. in any case you learn early on that monsignor um he has apparently felt ill and a new priest comes onto the island to take his place for a period of time mm-hmm. riley during a big storm sees who he believes to be monsignor out on the um on the beach walking around because he wears this very distinct jacket and hat um this new guy on the scene um he's a little bit mysterious he mm-hmm. earns people's trust right off the bat and not too far in did you get to the point where he starts um doing miracles Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he where he has the the woman yep. the 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 young girl who has uh, was shot in the spine mm-hmm. accidentally by like the town drunk, um, he gets her to walk, mm-hmm. um, and he starts doing other things like that, and people start literally getting younger. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the one the one the the town doctor, um, she her has her her mother who is um, suffering from dementia, Alzheimer's, something like that. Um, she literally starts reverse aging to mm-hmm. the point where she looks younger than her daughter. Um, oh, I didn't get to that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. so so at this point, you know, you're talking about there's a bunch of dead cats all over the island, all yeah. over the beach that watch up, and they give you a little bit of information earlier and that anything that gets, you know, kind of like thrown in the water during a storm washes up on the west side of the island. Right. So there's all these stray cats all over the island. Um, they all wash up on that side of the island and you kind of start to learn that something is feeding on these cats, right? There's no mm-hmm. blood in them, you know, and you're like, what is that thing that drinks blood? You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay, something's going on here. Um, anyway, so so as you kind of, this one was like, it was very much a setup episode. It was kind of, a, they tried to do that like, 
slow burn, slow burn, slow burn, really in at the end of the first episode. Yeah. So you watch mm-hmm. the second. Right. But I thought it was a little bit underwhelming. The, a little the reveal. Bit. I, yeah, yeah. Um, you definitely have seen better. But you get into the second one and you start to see like the mayor is acting a little bit suspicious. Um, you start to learn about this character named Bev, and Bev, who the the person who um, who plays Bev, the actress, and her name is escaped me right now. She does a great job because fuck, do you hate Bev? She mm-hmm. she is. If you remember the mist, okay, she's basically playing that one super yeah, religious yeah, yeah, yeah. lady that was in the grocery store. That's from the mist. everybody That's, up. Yeah, she's playing very much that type of yeah. character. Yeah, she is preying on people's fears. She has. She's trying to remain very very pious and all these things, but she is ego and driven through and through. It, 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 and just to jump like all the way through the series, it is really hard. To not draw kind of MAGA um, oh, uh, correlations, yeah. mm-hmm. and just like by the end, yeah, it, it's she, it's yep. a satisfying end. I, okay. I'm not going to give it full away, but sure. like it's a satisfying end, and you can't ignore like the correlation between there like the a, MAGA. Yeah, there cult. is a lot of. <laughs> she just ignores a lot of the time, like especially when I the one part where they're in the school and talking about after all these miracles are happening and they're giving out Bibles and shit like that. Mm-hmm where like the sheriff is like hey like this is not fun you need to understand and she starts judging the Quran and be like right. go fuck yourself she, yeah, yeah she, she's, she's she ignores she yeah. reappropriates christianity yes. to fit her that's narrative. like honestly a central theme of the whole thing yeah. Yeah, is yeah. like just using religion to justify your shitty decisions and beliefs and behavior mm-hmm. and that yeah, sort of yeah, thing yeah. Yeah. um but some of the great scenes so at this point like you're really two episodes in and you've seen so few creepy things yeah. you're like kate was like uh, my, my wife kate she was like this is not a this isn't a horror like what where's the, the monster yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. then like there's some stuff that'll come out of nowhere and be they have really lured you into a, a sense of of kind of like comfort and it's very melodramatic yeah. there's a ton of like these very drawn out monologues between characters they just talking at each other for five minute chunks and things mm-hmm. like that and then all of a sudden like with the with the priest outside the window Right, that scene, I was so fucking good. It literally made me jump, and I'm usually not super susceptible to jump scares because I've seen so many fucking movies. But this, this one, it's the sheriff and his son, and they're in there, and they're just having this very heartfelt conversation about his late wife and late mm-hmm. mother and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, he looks over, and there's just this creepy fucking, almost Pazuzu face, yeah, staring through the window, and it made me jump. And it reminded me because one of the scenes that fucked my life as a kid was the um uh and we might have talked about this already was the the floating boy outside the window in salem's lot mm, yeah that scene okay. i for years pictured that every time i walked up the stairs to my bedroom like <laughs> it really <laughs> like stuck in my brain yeah, for a long time and i love i love 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 that scene it's so effective to me and mm-hmm. it reminded me of that mm-hmm. so i love yeah. that one it- that is one of the things though like talking about how like slow it is to get going they they lean on Riley's ghost girl mm-hmm. to fill in a lot of those jump scares yeah. when she has she doesn't really bear you know anything on what's actually happening she really doesn't it's just kind of a fill in and yeah. it's like mm, it didn't need all that I do like the little the little like cello strike right yeah when they do that like I thought the sound design overall was 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 strong mm-hmm. um at the end of two um I was like you knew the poor weed dealer was going to get it. Yeah. Like they made him disposable. <laughs> like he was yeah. going to be one of the first pe- people to disappear. And you were going to see at the, um, so, so y- y- is it, is it in two or three where you start to, s- one of them you see 
you start to get the backstory, um, which is uh, the priest that might even be four because it Meg, might be four meg was into the part right yeah where they where it's obviously vampires yeah so ultimately what what you come to think and it, and it goes from zero to 60 a little bit which mm -hmm. i dig i like when they like are like oh this is just this big melodramatic movie and all of a sudden it's like oh wait no fucking giant winged vampires i like it so <laughs> yeah. at some point um yeah so around three or four somewhere around there you learn that they had sent and they'd already talked about this they had sent the the priest um, the old priest to they had kind of taken a collection up in the town to send him to the Holy Land because he was in his 80s. He mm -hmm. never, you know, wanted to walk in the steps of Jesus and all that stuff. Right. So they sent him over there. He gets very disoriented. He's suffering from some degree of, of, of dementia, or Alzheimer's as well. He ends up wandering away from his group into the desert and getting stuck in a sandstorm. And then find shelter in a underground cave that was blown open by all the sand being displaced mm -hmm. during this giant yeah. storm. It, it was even less of a cave and more of like an actual structure. It was like a mausoleum, yeah, yeah. almost. Like yeah, some something. Okay. Obvi they obviously buried a vampire a yes. long time ago to keep it hidden. Yes, <laughs> and they go in there, and you see the eyes, who are very reminiscent of the cat's eyes that they see on the island. Okay, and he comes out, and he is a full-on giant winged vampire um who, well, well, well. Yeah, so surprise, who, who surprise. dives on his ass sucks his blood turns him into a vampire sure he wakes up the next day and he is a young man he is the priest who has come to the island so you learn that the priest is the old priest he is just oh. reverse aged because he's a vampire mm -hmm. that doesn't the, like have we seen any i don't know if i'm trying to think i just don't have that where like when you see a fountain of youth-esque thing with a vampire situation yeah that seems that's, new no that's a pretty common I think that's thing. happened in the past yeah. there's a lot of I like, vamp just, like freezing type where you are No, because mm -hmm. even in like i mean i i could think of a few movies and even serious i mean even like like true blood you know yeah, um, yeah. A, 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 a vampire blood was like a um for for mortals was was a healing Mm -hmm. thing and they would actually like and even in blade they kind of did that too like vampire yeah, vampire yeah. blood is to mortals a not even necessarily always a fountain of youth but it absolutely has like healing properties yeah. and things right, like that yeah and, and that's okay. what like they get more into the quote science of it but so what's happening through the town the reason why everybody's de-aging and their you know wounds are healing and everything mm -hmm. is because the priest is hiding the vampire's blood in, in the sacrament mm -hmm. I, yeah so, as soon yeah. as you were about to say that, i was like yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah so when when people ingest it it you know that gets into their system and then the further science is it's kind of like a virus in that yeah, yeah, yeah. or a poison so it like hasn't completely taken their body over which sure. is why they're not vampires mm -hmm. but they're still healing yeah and that's also and i don't know in the last couple of episodes they get into this but one of the things about vampire movies and i've seen you know, however many fucking vampire movies I've seen, the one thing about vampire mythology is there is a lot of ambiguity about around the mechanics of changing somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like even in like interview with a vampire, it's like you do a certain thing because you could just kill somebody, drain them, they're dead. Right. right. Yeah, they're yeah, a yeah. victim. They don't right. become a vampire. Mm -hmm. But right. there are certain things, extra steps you take to make them a vampire. And I feel like in every series movie, there's subtle change so, differences. Yeah. yeah. So, so the way this one works is, uh, if you've taken any vampire blood in because mm -hmm. it heals you, if you die with vampire blood in your system, it, the vampire blood kicks into overdrive 
and will resurrect you as a vampire. Okay. Yeah. So what, um, um, what maybe... is going on? Sorry. Like, what is going on with the priest then? Because like, literally, I he, I see him like coughing up blood and all of that shit. He, like, he poisons himself mm-hmm. to die and then come back. Yeah. He wants to appear to be a giver of miracles. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's all makes sense. So, yeah, he poisons himself. He dies essentially in front of a group, which is Bev, the mayor, and the mayor's wife. Yeah. And, and the, 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 the fairy captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is he a fairy captain or is he just like a handyman around the island? Um, I think he also is the yeah. guy who drives the ferry. But yeah, but he's, he's like just, a local dude. Yeah. He's just yeah. a local dude. He's not very bright. No. He's been there his Isn't whole it like life. Clam or something. What's his name? Sturge. Sturge. <laughs> yeah. Clam Sturge. Also, <laughs> exactly. I, if he is also the Monsignor, why is. Well, give me these ghost dots sorry why is he you remember how bev called him out for wearing the wrong robe in the so time? yeah they come back to that and okay. yeah it's it's a it's a it's a completely throwaway thing but sure. i just am like thinking about all like the holes that could exist right 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 yeah well, he, no, has you're, his you're whole, right. he has his whole own agenda of what he's doing and he believes that the vampire is not a vampire but an angel oh mm-hmm. and okay. has given them the gift of life and immortality and he has been chosen to do this, and now that that vampire is a divine entity okay. and, a, and, a, and a messenger of This makes of sense, of like, and it's like still kind of like using it, but also manipulating the idea of like how religion can be perceived right. and stuff and, like and that. That's, and that's how it also ties into that kind of MAGA QAnon parallel, and yeah. that they're taking, he's taking something that's obviously evil. Yeah. Like, obviously destructive. You have to be an yeah. idiot and realize yeah. otherwise, yeah. But then repurposing it to this, like, new... He even says it. it's a new morality, it's a new covenant. Sure. With God, and so it's completely... He's he's made a decision upon religion. Right. He's giving everyone license to create their own sense of morality, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, right? and so, be vampires. Yeah, and be vampires. <laughs> and be vampires. Um, so, so, yeah, Bev is the mouthpiece for this in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And, right. like, the scene, even with them in the schoolhouse, you know what I mean? Like, her kind of weaponizing the 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 scripture and all this stuff like it absolutely hits a little close to home yeah um for for sure um father paul creeping outside that chair yeah i talked about that that was such a great jump scare it was really for me like Mm -hmm. a super memorable part of this yeah um something i wanted to jump to because again i like we talked about how when we did the slasher film like flanagan is really good at making good structured films and good uh like shot choices oh yeah they're, they're not always exciting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're definitely good at storytelling and so like there's two scenes i kind of wanted to point out that are like episode two and three i believe mm-hmm. but we have the protagonist riley who now has to go to aa meetings mm-hmm. so he starts going to aa meetings with father paul right and obviously there you can see the tie between being an alcoholic and being a vampire yeah, which yeah. That, that reveals itself yeah but that first meeting they have I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but like when they film it, uh, Riley is very standoffish mm-hmm. and he's, you know, a, a, against, you know, doing this with Father Paul because yeah. Riley is also an atheist. Yes. Right. So he's not he, interested. He did not. He, he did not find God in prison. And in fact, right. the complete opposite. He lost yeah. 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 But the, the way they film it is you have Riley on one side of the screen and there's a huge open space to his side. Yeah. And then Father Paul is on the other side of the screen. There's a huge open space on his side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And there's just no connection between the either of them. And it's like, that's film school 101. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then when you see him with Aaron later, 
there's it's super close, super tight. Mm. Mm-hmm. And good yeah. Like so yeah, it's you like, can see the disconnect. You can see the there is no bridge between mm-hmm. these two people. You may not have noticed, but your brain did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really great uh, overall. Like all these, all these films are always Mike Flanagan films are really the cinematography, the sound design, all these things are like just tight in my opinion. But um, but it was like yeah, at the end of three is where shit starts to hit the fan, mm-hmm. and this is where my note goes to. It's just all like Bev is. I hate Bev so much. Yep. These religious people are making me very uncomfortable. Uh, you know, what's going on with the poison? And then all of a sudden, finally some fucking vampire shit. And then in all caps, we in vampire church. Now you fucking bitches. That's what I was <laughs> just like, now we're hitting the fucking ground running. Um, and, and getting it, getting in, you know, so kind of getting into to book four. So what you and, and Kate called this, when we were watching it and I haven't gotten a full explanation yet. And maybe yeah. it comes and maybe it doesn't. Kate Siegel's character, what's her name again? My goodness. Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron is pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? She is going to the doctor. She has seen an ultrasound. They have shown her, you know, uh, you can see the, 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 she is fairly far along in her pregnancy. Right. Mm-hmm. She goes back after she has now kind of unknowingly ingested the, the vampire blood. The baby is not, she did not miscarry. The baby is just not there. Right. So, hmm. literally to the point where the doctor, who has been taking care of her for quite a while now, is like panicking a little bit. And there's this very tense, very emotional scene where she's like, there is no baby. The baby is no longer, there is nothing in your uterus kind of thing. Holy and shit. she's like, you know, and, and the doctor is baffled, of course, and is kind of suggesting that perhaps Aaron has miscarried and had blocked that out right you know oh. because you know what i mean huh. so she, yeah. she doesn't have any other explanation right sends her to a mainland doctor who tells her that she was never pregnant her body what? all her blood tests and everything is saying she's never pregnant she's like no i saw the ultrasound like you know what i mean yeah like this so you are you come to realize and this is what kate said kate was like that baby is gonna benjamin button itself out of existence and she called. I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe." Mm. That's what is ha- that what you come to realize happened? It's um, sort of, but not really. It's more of because Aaron has the vampire blood in her body, mm-hmm. it identifies the fetus as a parasite. Oh, jeez. Okay. And so it does reabsorb huh. and just kind of like eat the baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that was the other thing that she hmm. said. It might be. We kind of had both of those conversations because yeah. she was like, "I wonder if yeah, the baby. It just like." reabsorb the baby mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, it, just, it recognized so... it as a parasite, so it huh. you know, attacked it and ate it. And yeah. Then... Does she have that acknowledgement too, or is this like come to fruition, or you just kind of like... Yeah, eventually, you... yeah, eventually that's what like the doctor of the island comes to realize. Because when, oh. when they first have that meeting that Brian was talking about where the baby disappears, yeah, she's not on to any of the vampirism in the sure. town. But then there's some other scenes later that yeah. draws her to the conclusion of, oh, shit, vampires. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't got that. That must be a five or, or mm-hmm. six and seven yeah, thing. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't gotten to that point. But I did like the scene. This is where like the blood, because she took her blood work and put mm-hmm. it in the window. And this is when she realized something potentially like supernatural is happening because her vial of blood that she took from Aaron is in direct sunlight and starts to like boil. Okay. Yeah. In direct sunlight, yeah. because later the priest so and even you come to realize again, huge spoiler alerts here in I think five. 
Um, he comes, he starts to realize Aaron, I'm sorry, Riley starts to realize that, um, uh, father Paul, who is Monsignor Pruitt, um, has been lying to everyone. He catches him in a lie because he, the, the, the town kind of, you know, whoever you think the town drunk, you know, jerk, um, he makes a connection with Riley and they start going to the uh, AA meetings together. He makes it, he he makes a kind of a vow to like better himself and starts going in the right direction. And then you're like, are you making me care about Joe? He's going to die. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Joe, you know, kind of turns a leaf and you start caring about Joe. Ultimately, Joe says something about his sister just passed away. And then uh, Monsignor Pruitt, AKA Reverend Paul or priest Mm -hmm. Paul, whatever his name is, uh, father Paul, um, says something about how so he kills Joe mm. um, in this very awkward scene where he's like hugging him because he wants to drink his blood but he's trying to stop himself from doing it he falls cracks his head open on the ground and in a fairly gruesome scene uh, Father Paul drinks his blood off the floor and out of his massive head wound as he's like shaking on the ground it's Shit. pretty it's pretty him like a coconut okay. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he put a lime in the coconut um <laughs> Drank it all up. In any case, he, uh, yeah, it was and pretty. joke nut. <laughs> wow. We went there. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. We've done it. And that's I the think... end of the episode, guys. But, you know, he, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty brutal scene. But in any case, um, he, he catches him in a lie regarding, because they dispose of the body. And then Father Paul goes like, oh, he went to the mainland to see his sister. Well, Riley knows his sister's dead, so that's a lie. Um, so he goes to confront mm. Father Paul about that, um, and Father Paul is freaking out because he has not fed in a while, and he doesn't want to kill people. He is getting his blood supply from the main vampire, the winged vampire who he's brought to the island and is okay. stowing away and is circling around and clearly feeding off of people around the island. Um, so Riley goes into the rec center to basically confront Father Paul about the lie. And he is, he sees the the big vampire with the wings, but he's got like a coat. He's got Father Pruitt's outfit on, which those pants fit pretty good. Right. Because um, he's like seven foot tall. Yeah. You know, he's really tall. Um, he's empty. He's more torso than leg. <laughs> yeah. He's putting his blood into the, the communion kind of, uh, uh, decanter I don't even like makes sense to you when they're uh like the younger brother warren and they're like oh let's fill up the get the wine ready basically right and, and then, then it's already filled yeah, yeah. okay like, yeah there's there's together. good like yeah, yeah there's there's a lot of good clues that build up to this yeah mm-hmm. so yeah it makes a lot of sense and again you know mike flanagan he's good at doing that yeah yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't make um he doesn't make crazy shot choices or anything but he makes tight stories that have sure. little he tells holes a story with yeah with the shots mm-hmm. really well i'm not a huge fan of his dialogue some um, of the dialogues kind of yeah and iffy. i know he's probably got other people writing it with him or whatever mm-hmm. but this is a great well mm-hmm. so i guess first first of all before we get to that riley walks in on this happening the master vampire the ancient vampire with the wings the dracula the dracula um <laughs> kills riley um uh, e, e, you know sucks his blood and turns him so okay. now riley's a vampire and the whole that whole next episode or the remainder of that episode is really one-on-one with father paul aka monsignor pruitt and 
Riley just kind of one-on-one with an occasional interruption from Bev. And they are hashing out all of the, basically, him trying to talk him into why he was chosen by God. And this is not, this is a, this, they never say the word vampire or anything like He's mm-hmm. an angel. And mm-hmm. he's basically, you know, giving him the, um, it's basically the one-on-one, um, you know, training video that you have to right. watch when you get hired sure. by Bob Evans in the back room, you know, you have to go back and watch that training video. He's basically giving him his equivalent of that. Yeah. Um, but for being um, a chosen person of God, a messenger of God or whatever he believes it to be now. So um, in this episode, the one thing I really don't like, and this is my example of, of the dialogue thing that I was talking about was the conversation between Aaron and Riley about what happens after you die. Oh, good. You'll hate the ending. Good God, I really was like, this is going on forever, and this is not how humans talk to each other. They are giving each other a sermon. Yeah, they're giving sermons. They're basically giving essays. Uh, It really, so that's what I mean by it felt like the writer dumped, and even Kate said this, it felt like the writer dumped a bunch of dialogue onto the script, and then they were like, just make one of them say it. Right. Yeah, which hmm. I hated. I almost, it's it's not great. <laughs> yeah, so that's what hmm. that's what I was worried the ending's going to be, and that, and that comes back to. Ah, so mm. you'll you'll hate the ending. <laughs> okay, well at least sort you'll hate part of the ending. Yeah, there's yeah. there's yeah, that was my least favorite part. It was just like it was so, it was so inorganic. It was mm-hmm. so heavily rehearsed. Not not heavily rehearsed by the actors because they were doing the best they could. Right. The literal dialogue it's just, felt like a sermon. It's not. Yeah. It's not the way somebody who would say like that massive idea. Yeah. Would work mm. through it. And, it's the way yeah. somebody who would write it in an essay because you would write it and then revise it. Right. Yeah. But it's not the way somebody would it talk. It made about. more sense for. So first of all, it, this is my opinion. Kate Siegel's a way better actor than the guy who plays uh, Riley. Okay. Mm. I, I, I just like okay. her better. Mm. And for him, it sounded better because you get you could at least have the the oh, he's been thinking about this and for four straight years in prison. Mm. So right, right, he right. has recited this in his own head hundreds of times. It's the conclusion he came to after researching every religion yes. and everything else. So mm. this is his elevator speech on mm-hmm. what he thinks is going to happen after he dies. Right. Mm. The way that Aaron's character is meant to kind of, it feels like it should be more organic, but it's not. Yeah. And she's way, frankly, I think she's better. So she did what she could with it, but it still just came out. Yeah. When, so when would her character take the time to figure this out? Right. Especially after, because this is kind of after she's lost the baby. Mm-hmm. And so you would think she would be more focused on the grief, but then she turns it into this like speech about like, why her, she believes in yeah, God. Where her baby is and now. And also, that's not what yeah. Catholics believe. None of that. Like, she was talking about how, like, the, the baby is pure and all this stuff. And it's like, no, like, there's a thing. It's called original sin. And yeah. you are, have not... You have that, to get baptized. Yeah, that's yeah. why you have to get <laughs> baptized. And what you are... You're a devout Catholic. And this is obviously this very, like, orthodox, leaning, heavily conservative Catholic sect that you're part of, essentially. Right. And you're basically just foregoing this entire giant thing which is this concept of original sin but i mean i mean her i mean she definitely alluded that like most of this was all bullshit to her but it was like it was what she had like she found some sort of solace being back on the island by having this religion that maybe her ignorance is kind of part of that where she's taking like concepts 
Maybe because and that's how she's processing the grief. But then that's like the whole thing is like they they start to get into like episode five ish. The the church starts to become very militant. Yeah. Um, Mm. and specifically, um, Father Paul starts to talk about them as like warriors of God Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And some of them are like Mm. very turned off by it, and some of them are like, hell yeah, (laughs) we're warriors of God and all this stuff. And she's like kind of in the I'm still on board camp. So for her to like, yeah, be kind of picking and choosing certain things and saying like, I believe this and I don't doesn't seem consistent with the overall vibe of the church. Sure. But I don't know. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, that's really not broken until the end of episode five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Um, But, uh, you know, episode five is the it's called book five. Got the gospel or gospel, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's where shit like really starts to hit the fan. And uh there was more of that, and I was like, okay, this movie is the vampire monologues now. Like, yeah. it's just, it got really, really more monologue heavy. Um, but you start to get into this whole thing of, like, these moral and spiritual dilemmas and how folks are using, you know, their religion and scripture to kind of rationalize very complex and sometimes very wrong-headed, you know, beliefs, feelings, behaviors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, like I said, you can really see where this is going. Like what Steve says in the last couple episodes, it's about to get, it's about to get real, real Maggie, frankly. Yeah. Um, everyone is weaponizing scripture. Like, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, the story is kind of the story literally at this point, especially with the dialogue, you know, and all the monologues that is between father Paul, once you approve it, whatever. And Riley, it's bringing to life this like that whole thing in a very real way mm-hmm. by showing like they're literally doing a physical representation of transubstantiation, yeah. which is for those of you who don't grew up in Catholic or, you know, Catholic adjacent religion, the idea of like the body and blood of Christ in the sacrament of Holy communion is literally the blood and body of Christ. Like mm. that's what many, you know, con- really conservative religious, especially like, like the Catholic Church, Especially Catholic believes. Orthodox, yes. Presbyterians are more like we're doing a representation. Thing. Same thing with Lutheran. So yeah. I was raised Lutheran. You don't really believe that, like that's or that's not part of it or whatever. Right. But like the like Catholics believe, or I'm gonna say every Catholic, but the Catholic Church, right. I would say is is probably a, a better way to say that believes that there is literally a transformation. That from happens blo- from wine to blood and from bread cracker to body. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm maybe not doing a great job of explaining that. But yeah, that's that's the, the basic gist of it. And so this metaphor is, is you know, is pretty, pretty heavy handed yeah. in that the, the blood is literal vampire blood right. <laughs> you know, that they're drinking. <laughs> now they're doing real blood and you're really becoming a part of something. <laughs> right. But this whole like evangelization thing is like literally represented by a vampire plague mm-hmm. <laughs> so and, and, and again it's also part of that militant speech where he's talking about like the different covenants with god because there, there's like the old school covenant of like you know do what i say or i'll kill you and you'll fucking be sad about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. and then there's the new covenant which yeah. is tied to christ and that's like he calls it a new morality. Mm-hmm. So the new morality that we kind of live in today is like, if you do bad, ask for forgiveness. God will forgive you. You'll yeah, go that's to heaven. not Old Testament God. Old yeah. Testament God. I'm gonna smite your you. bitch ass. Yeah. <laughs> so like New Testament oh, is God. like, no, nah, no, nah, you're cool, bro. Just ask for Just forgiveness. Just like, ask for forgiveness. We'll be be cruel cool about it. Old yeah. Testament God is like, I'm gonna smite your ass. Yeah. So now he's kind of saying like, my the new new. So the new, they're new basically is... saying like, this is this is what Monsignor. Pruitt is saying is this is 
we are entering into a new era and we are the people who are living what is going to be the new New Testament, yeah. essentially. So be mm-hmm. prepared to do bad, what you think is bad currently, mm-hmm. in the fact of like, you know, you're going to murder other people and turn them into vampires. Right. But like, that's the new morality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like a tie to, you know, again, the MAGA QAnon thing of like, mm-hmm. you might have to hurt your neighbors, no matter but you're what. doing it for the right reason. Yeah. Right. The ends yeah. always justify oh, the means. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. So. Yeah. Really At this triggered. point, the hymns have given me hemorrhoids. Um, <laughs> like those hymns that they're singing at the end of each, it's like a reoccurring Again, we sound need thing. Note that quote. Yeah. Good God. Hymns have given me hemorrhoids. <laughs> they are wearing on me so hard. Um, so, you know, after this whole, much of this scene, or much of this is, is you know, obviously Riley getting turned, and then him um, coming to terms with things during this long, drawn out conversation one on one with. Monsignor Pruitt and occasionally Bev and mm-hmm. Clem or whatever the fuck his name is. Comes in at one time. Yeah. <laughs> so here's how it ends. And this is the last scene I saw. Um, and then Steve's going to have to enlighten us beyond that. But um, so at the end of five, um, after they leave, they are now only having mass at night because mm-hmm. The priest, priest is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Right, the yeah, yeah. That's uh, why it's called Midnight Mass. Yeah, yeah. Da, a, da, 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 like, goodbye, daily, everybody. Because they were doing daily mass, so now it's... Uh, Tip your right. waitresses, 7.30 yeah. shows, completely different than the 9.30 shows. Um, but yeah, he does the, he does the uh, uh, you know, we're just going to have the midnight, you know, the midnight masses or the nighttime masses or whatever. He leaves and you're kind of not really sure where Riley is mm-hmm. on the whole thing or how he's going to deal because he's like, what do I do now? And, and, uh, he still doesn't find his purpose. Oh my God, this is the thing. Well, he so, so here's this. This did take me a little bit off guard and I thought this was a nice, and not a twist. And I guess if I really thought about it and wasn't binging them and I had a week to think about it between episodes, I could have probably anticipated this, but mm-hmm. in the moment I did not. Here, here's, here's what happened. So, um, he basically says like, what do I do now? And he's like, you go out into the world. You live your life as this like chosen person of God, AKA a vampire. They don't say that. Um, <laughs> and he basically says like, you are going to, your senses are going to be heightened. You're going to see things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And he goes out in the world and he sees this is what's happening. Hmm. He goes to Aaron's house. Um, basically com- says, come out with me. They kind of redo this whole like thing they did when they were kids. When, sh- when she was leaving, she took him out in a boat in the middle of the night and explained to him that like, Hey, I'm leaving, blah, blah, blah. He does the same thing to her. Come out in a paddle boat. We're going to go out in the middle of the, la- of the, not in the bay. And we're just going to kind of talk through this. He tells her the entire story of him getting turned into a vampire and mm. all the things with the priest and all that. So the whole episode is essentially a flashback Okay. Of that happening and him telling her the story. So okay. you're learning it as she's learning it. Okay. Then at the end, she's like, what did you, she's kind of getting a little worried, but she's trying not to let it on. Like, if this is true, she just thinks he's crazy. She obviously doesn't believe he's a vampire. So she's like, why did you bring me out here? Did you bring me out here so I can't escape? Like, right. why, you know, are you going to do something to me? Like, I'm here to help you. I'm not scared of you, but I'm here to support you and kind of gives this kind of like she thinks he's going to do something drastic. Mm -hmm. He basically says, no, I did this so I can't escape. The sun comes up. (gasps) He bursts into flames. Um, He sees basically the woman that he the, the young woman that he killed in the beginning kind of like telling him it's all okay, essentially non verbally. (sighs) And then, of course, Aaron shrieking yeah. in a really effective scene <laughs> of really her like shrieking because he's going. turning into ash and on fire right how did the boat turn on fire by the way 
Because I was like, because you could kind of see at that point what was going to happen. Yeah. And Kate and I were like, this is both going to catch on fire. Is she going to have to swim her ass back? <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, and that's the end of five. Oh, wow. He has killed okay. himself. You know? That's pretty it's, cool. I feel like he almost needed that. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't think he was, he was, never, for him. He was yeah. never going to find right. his purpose. Even if someone's like, hey, here's a purpose for you. It wasn't going to be the same because he was just like eating, being right. eaten by all the Plus, guilt and shit like he'd that. Alre- so. He'd already firmly put himself as an atheist. Yeah. Like he wasn't in, you, if you go through that whole death monologue, like he's not afraid of death. He yeah. understands, like he, to what he understands it, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to bother him. So he would much rather just die than be somebody who's going to cause harm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it's cool. There, I don't want to spoil the movie. Mm-hmm. But that kind of cut back and forth between him uh, having that vision mm-hmm. and then cutting to him just like bursting into flames and falling apart. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar to another movie that just came out too, not too long ago. I don't know if I want to like spoil it, but mm. it's not Malignant, is it? No, no, okay, absolutely okay. not. I was going to say, I haven't seen Malignant. I'm going to go see it this week. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. talking about it and saying it's wild and all that stuff, but I haven't it's seen it It's wild as hell. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> it's not, it's yeah, not yeah. Malignant, no. It, it came out earlier this year, but it if if... People are on the right track and they know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I don't. Somebody, somebody catching on fire and, and what they believe and what is happening are two different things. Oh, mm. can't wait. Came out this year. Hmm. Okay, because I was thinking Hereditary for a second. No, 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 no. But. no. no it's just it's so similar. But yeah, <laughs> um, we will revisit. Yeah, we'll revisit it at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. See, uh, episode six picks up like right after that, mm-hmm. and and the whole thing is Riley tells Aaron to run. Sure. He like he tells her like get oh, off the yes, island, yes, yes, yes. you know. Yeah. Like Leave we're out this. in the boat. Yeah. We're out in the boat now. Paddle the rest of the way mm-hmm. if you can, or just get on a ferry and leave. Sure. Um, but Aaron decides no. She's gonna go back and try to save as many people as she can because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know she's a good person or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, doing her thing, trying to save the day. Yeah. And okay. uh, this is the part where we get into real, real heavy spoilers. So if you <laughs> shut off now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, basically the whole plan is we're up to they're they're doing the whole Easter vigil and everything. Yeah, the, and oh, there's called, a lead up to that. I yeah, they're they're leading. So we're to almost Easter. a year then uh, after this because like no. well, like mm. in the third episode we go through the Easter like Ash Wednesday type. No, shit, that so. happens. That comes right before yeah, Easter. That that's in Lent. So it's it's a couple oh, weeks. It's only okay, a couple weeks. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I see. You. When they start um, out, I don't understand in... religious things. So no, no, it's I, all right. Yeah, Here, it's I all actually right. had to ask Kate because, like, you know, you have Advent and you have East, you have uh, Lent, okay. right? Like the two big festivals yeah. of the year um, in in the Catholic Church and Lutheran Church and all this. But then they said something of like they called it like normal time, ordinary time, ordinary time, yeah. which we never in the Lutheran Church growing up never used right. that term. So I was like, what the fuck is ordinary? Time? Right. Which She's is... like, it's just not Advent and, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, so Lent. it would have been the period, it would have been the period right before Lent started, yes. Okay, okay, so okay. but Ash Wednesday is like the day after Fat Tuesday, right? Uh-huh. You're okay. talking so, early spring, yeah. So it's okay. so it would have been, yeah, it would have been early uh, fe- February, even pardon my ignorance mm-hmm. over yeah. here, yeah, late winter, early spring, yeah. Kind of yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, they do Ash Wednesday, and that leads into Lent, and that leads into Easter, yeah. Okay. So, All right, yeah, episode, I'm here for it now, yeah, episode six is Easter 
night. That's right. We're going to start a vampire church and you'll learn, <laughs> you'll learn all of this. Vampire church. You guys are just trying to get Can me to Can we actually just start a like... band called Vampire Church? <laughs> if there isn't one already. <laughs> I'm sure there is. We have to fight Vampire Weekend, so. Oh, man. I, I love like... our chances. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love Vampire Weekend, but I'm pretty sure we could yeah. take Vampire yeah. Weekend. Ezra Cody's all their songs and make wet. them yeah. really satanic? Is that pretty much what yeah, happens? But, yeah, it's like satanic yacht rock. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Sorry, guys. Satanic Yacht Rock TM. We're taking that <laughs> right with it. We're all just doing Kenny Rogers, but <laughs> with corpse paint. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Adams, but with corpse paint. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, Aaron goes back to the island. At this point, also, the doctor has kind of confirmed her suspicions about what the blood is, why the blood is catching on fire, okay. you know, why is it all fucked up like that? And her and Aaron sit down. They have, you know, Aaron confirm confirms. Okay. This actually makes a lot of sense. I'm glad this happens. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's such a logical thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes this feels like the type of thing that you'd be watching going, why don't Aaron and the doctor talk? Right, right. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. Aaron and the doctor do talk. That's great. I'm <laughs> okay. glad to hear that. And there's a, there's a very funny kind of thing. Because, like, usually when somebody, you know, spills their guts like that, mm-hmm. and, you know, Riley did it to Aaron, and he's like, Aaron, you're going to think I'm crazy, but then he bursts in the flames, so he can't mm-hmm. be crazy. Sure, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> or he drank a bunch of lighter right. fluid. And did some, I don't know. Yeah. But then Aaron spills her guts to the doctor, but the doctor has been seeing the blood explode and mm. turn she into fire. Some yeah. And she sees yeah. her mother de-aging right. from a lady who can't walk upstairs and remember anything mm-hmm. to, like, a 50 year old lady she literally looks younger than her yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah by the end she totally is definitely younger than her mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. um but yeah so they're kind of in on it and then uh she aaron also tries to explain it to the sheriff uh the sheriff isn't on board no he's okay. a skeptic through yeah, and through. very yeah. skeptical he, i mean i think in general he like gave himself away from that very early mm-hmm. on when he's mm-hmm. when talked about his wife dying where he's right. like fuck all this shit i don't believe in yeah, any the cyni- of it really listen, like I, the cynical I, cop is like yeah. cynical for a reason that's yeah. all like that's a that's a that's yeah. a trope for a reason right? yeah mm-hmm. i and i like rahul in general mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. he needs to work on his american accent he's british <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it definitely it's not perfect it's not perfect he definitely <laughs> slips a lot yeah. so, but i like him in general so i do he's yeah. a good idea yeah. i like him yeah. Uh, also, a handsome guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God damn, yeah. he's good looking. That's yeah. most of the reason I like him is because yeah. he's so handsome. goddamn good looking. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he, so he's not on board. And then you you kind of come to the end of episode six is they're having Sunday Easter Mass. Sure. Gotcha. And then that's where they're going to do the whole big event. And they're going to draw everybody into the town in. Can I, th- can I throw something out there and you can confirm whether this is a, whether my suspicion is confirmed? Mm-hmm. Earlier on, I want to say probably five. Probably episode, it was probably the last episode I watched or the one before that. Yeah. When um, uh, uh, Mon- Monsignor Pruitt is up on stage or on the pulpit. Yeah. There's someone on the wall behind him. Hmm. Does oh. that come back around? And it looks like it would be where the 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 image of, of Jesus on the cross right. and, and like hmm. you know would be, but it's like covered in what appears to be like some sort of it appears to be covered by a sheet or a cloak or you, something. Hmm. You know what? So episode five would have been Good Friday. Yeah, is that mass? And I can't completely remember and, because I'm hmm. thinking he's gonna pull it down and it's gonna be winged vampire well, up there. 
Mm-hmm. That's what you're thinking, but I don't think that's actually what it is. I okay. think I think because it's Good Friday, they might actually my church didn't do this. Yeah. But they might have just covered him because Jesus is supposed to be dead at that point. Uh, 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 gotcha. And, so, and then they yeah. re-unveil him for Sunday. Yes. Hmm. You might be so right. That, I've that heard of churches doing that before. I yeah. feel like I've been at churches who have done that before. Yeah. That, yeah. that sounds familiar to me. I don't remember my churches ever doing it, but yeah. that sounds like a yeah, thing. Yeah, peekaboo Jesus. I get right, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm back. Everybody. <laughs> you thought I was gone, but I'm back. Everybody, I'm back. I was here the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they have they have the whole uh, they do Easter mass and while they're preparing for Easter mass, Sturge is going around doing some shady things. Oh, okay. Sturge Fucking is Sturge cutting the power to the island. Oh Jesus! He is doing a lot of boat maintenance on mm. Sunday. I guess that that makes sense now because earlier it seemed like they were spending too much time on him doing uh, storm prep things. Mm-hmm. So there was some foreshadowing right, yeah. there. Yeah. So he he basically takes everything down, uh, and then kills cell phone service uh, right before mass, mm-hmm. and everybody gets led into the church. Pretty much everybody goes to church, um, even even like Aaron and the doctor and the doctor's mother, mm-hmm. who they know they know what's about to happen. Yeah, but they she, go because anyway. the doctor's mother was like, hmm. "This isn't right." Yeah, she knew. Yeah. So, but they, anyway, okay, wait. Like, can we backtrack? I'm trying to think. The doctor's mother. How did she get to church? Because pretty much they were like, she doesn't go to church. How no. did she? Well, she so got she, attacked. No, she has been. Um, the uh, uh, father Paul has been coming and giving her the sacrament at her home. Oh, yeah, 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 and okay, feeding okay, her okay, vampire okay. blood. Yeah. Be, yeah. Maybe so she's reverse aging. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Because she's of that. Still, so she's, she's still. Yeah, yeah, she's still getting it. So, okay. but yeah, he, he's right. bringing it to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they go. They do the whole mass thing and. Father Paul is revealing everything. Like he reveals that he's actually Father Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Some other people have caught on already, but he reveals it to everybody. How did Bev react to that? She would. She Bev's knew. been on board yeah. since uh, like three episodes. Yeah, she's been way on board. Like she already knew that well, he was. She, she was. She was witness to him dying and coming back. Yeah. Remember, like when fa- she like the early episode when she shows up to his place and stuff, like, and then well, meets when him he's for the vomiting, first time? when he vomits blood oh, and everything, okay, she's gotcha. in the oh, same okay, room. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm here for it. All yeah, yeah. right. Mm. Yeah, so back. She, she's been way on board because she's seen the miracles and that just yeah. affirms she's her faith. She's been basically like his familiar. Yeah. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I kind of like that name. Yeah. That like, word. I'm like, <laughs> I want a familiar. I want to be familiar. I feel like if I ever <laughs> I wanna, get to a I point where familiar. I need like, a, like an assistant or if I ever do hire a specific assistant brewer in a future brewer, I'm going to call them my familiar. familiar. <laughs> familiar. <laughs> or just have like a have a black cat yeah. in, in the brewery and then also have an assistant brewer and make sure they're never in the same room together so yeah. you can always insist they're right. the same person, same entity. Just fuck with new hires that way. Oh my God. Do you guys watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. yes. I love. But, I love. What, what's what's the? <laughs> but what's uh what's the familiar's name in there? He's great. He's uh, so good. So so G. Just not uh, Guillermo. Uh, Guillermo. Guillermo. Yeah. Yes. Guillermo is so great. And then eventually he's not. He's a bodyguard, not a familiar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep during the most recent episode last night, but like. I yeah, I haven't watched yeah. this. Episode. I haven't seen season. My last yet, one I saw right. was when they went to Vegas. Okay. So that was two weeks ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. I haven't started season three yet, but. Or not Vegas, Atlantic City. Oh. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Vegas. They pretend like they're, like, they almost anticipate like they're going to Vegas. Yeah, yeah they're, like, they're like, they're like, the city that never sleeps, <laughs> <Yeah>. Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they do mass, yeah. and uh, Pruitt reveals everything, 
and you see like they have cups of poison prepared in the back. Oh man, they're going Jonestown. Jonestown. Yeah, they're going straight up Jonestown, and then he reveals the angel. Yeah, and then the fucking big ass creepy ass vampire shows up in the back of church, (laughs) and he's wearing a robe. Oh yes. Is he wearing the right color rib though? Yes. Like, okay. So to bring that the reason he even in his speech and his reveal that he says the reason why I ro- I wore that gold robe the first day is because I knew we were on the birth of a new era. Mm. Oh, okay. So he was calling his own shot way early. Gotcha. Gotcha. So right. yeah, it was such a throwaway thing that like eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But yeah, the the the, the angel reveals itself. And then that's satisfying, though. I'm glad that. Yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. You Every, want the everybody vampire in it. front of the church. That's what yeah. you want to see. Yeah, everybody sees it. He's still. Uh, they still call it an angel. Mm-hmm. Does like, he? It spreads is he its reminiscent wings and, of any other like historic vampire that we know? You know, because I think in my mind, like I'm, a Nosferatu. Yeah, he's like Nosferatu, say, Nosferatu mixed with um, uh, uh, vampires in the animated series. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gargoyles. <laughs> gargoyles. Yeah, yeah. Gargoyles. The animated series. Yeah, he looks like a gargoyle Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think I'm of like excited. generally any other like monstrous vampire. Okay. It never it never has like a human form or mm-hmm. it never blends in in any sure. way. It's that that classic. Whether it be, I mean, Nosferatu obviously was the the one that originally. And well, because Nosferatu is kind of a an unlicensed ripoff. Not to say ripoff, but like it's a great film. Mm-hmm. But it was essentially an unlicensed ripoff of Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Mm-hmm. Which in that in the novelization or not novelization in the original novel, the source material, it is a little bit more monstrous. So mm-hmm. like the Bela Lugosi Drac- Dracula and the sexy suave Dracula, that's not what it's like in the novel. Right. Mm-hmm. So like it's a little bit closer to that, but the fact that it's like big and monstrous and jacked and stuff like that, yeah. I feel like <laughs> came about in like the 80s and 90s or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they go through the ceremony and St- uh, Sturge is the first one to drink poison. So yeah. he, he Sturge offers himself kind of as a yes. sacrifice yes. and a proof he, to the rest a, of the he's congregation. A like, he's he's going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he offers himself as proof for the rest of the congregation. Drinks the poison, dies, comes back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About that time, kind of half the church is on board, half isn't. Okay, uh, but then you know, like the the mayor and his wife are trying to get their daughter to drink the poison. You have people trying to force poison on each other. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, oh, it, that's it, definitely it, Jonestown. It comes. Yeah, it comes. Yeah, like it's pretty dark, especially if you know the story of Jonestown. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole time the priest is also like yelling, kind of like Jim Jones. He's yeah. like, yeah. "Have faith, be calm." Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, oh, okay. God. And then uh, All right. the uh, the the doctor's mother shoots him in the head. Nice. <laughs> Wait, is it a crossbow? No, <laughs> oh, it's just gun. The priest. She shoots the head. Uh, well, or yeah, surges, oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I, I missed the part where after the, the vampire reveals himself, the sheriff is actually in church at that time. His okay. his son has drawn him. For the first him. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we forgot that his son is like Catholic curious. Yeah. No, 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 I caught that. You catch that in the third episode, too. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, it gets yeah, talked he's, about. He's, yeah, because his son has just been questioning faith. He's questioning sure. everything that's been forced on him. Right. Because right. it wasn't his choice to move to the island. It wasn't his choice to be Muslim. So he's been right. questioning all this. Yeah. But yeah, his son draws him into church. And then, you know, he sees a fucking vampire, so he tries to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so he tries to shoot the big ass Yeah, vampire. he's like, oh, God, there's a fucking vampire. Yeah. I literally come to Catholic Church one time, Yeah, and there's and a fucking vampire. I right. bring my silver bowl this time. So, God yeah, he tries, the he, he tries yeah. to shoot it, Super but then the congregation tackles him. Uh, the gun spills free. 
but then the doctor's mother picks up the gun and shoots the priest in the head. Okay. But he comes back as well. Like he, okay. he's no one's obviously gonna fucking survives. die because right. we don't got silver bolts. We don't got fucking. Stakes. Well, that's war- werewolves <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Come on. At the, What's at, up? Silver bolts. Werewolves. werewolves. That's werewolves. Wait, no. Wait, what? I thought that was like vampires where you had to no. like still shoot, just shoot him in the head though. So we're talking no. steaks. So we just need just steaks right you now. You need wooden steak. We just that's or it. holy water or or you whatever. can de- you can decapitate them and stuff their mouths with garlic. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, these are advanced <laughs> vampire fighting techniques. I realize you didn't grow up going to church. That's what you learn in vacation Bible school. I think I think I think you're getting the silver stuff from Blade. Blade maybe, does use maybe. silver stuff. Yeah, you're right. They uh, do. I'm like I just like something silver is like sticking my head. Yeah. But you yeah, know, no, um but like then why but okay. also the Witcher uses all silver stuff but on like, everything. Why? Okay, I only like even like if you shoot the vampire in the head, though, that's pretty cliche. Like, why isn't the? Does she made? She just not shoot him in the head. She just shot. She's okay. just shooting guns. So not in the <laughs> heart, not in the head. No yeah. decapitation. So she failed. Right. Um. Do better. Yeah. So she she kills him, <laughs> and at this point, everybody else is kind of dying as well from the poison. Yeah. But it's only like half the church is dying. Sure. And then half the churches rise back up, mm. and you have a no, total have fucking bloodbath. Yeah. yeah, you have a total bloodbath yeah. in the church. Uh, the so the gen. Did the- okay, keep going. I'm gonna stop <laughs> interrupting because now I'm just getting anxious. <laughs> but uh, Aaron, um, the doctor, the doctor's mother, uh, the sheriff, and um, uh, Riley's mom mm-hmm. escape. Okay. Uh, Riley's dad kind of gives himself as a sacrifice to let everybody else he's escape. So, he's okay. so typical. Like, yeah, definitely yeah. could have recognized yeah. that. What yeah. a weak bitch. Uh, also, I, oh, ha- also I honestly the- hated that character. I really did. I Ray- hated Riley's too. dad was so bad. You hate him, but honestly, he grows on you. Really? Yeah, he grows on you. All yeah. right. He's, 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 Not he- even, no, I don't even like, I'm sorry. I, I hit The portrayal of him, I think, was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets better, but the early portrayal of him of like the awkward, defeated dad yeah. is just like, it's he, there's he, no subtlety yeah. to the performance he, he gets better and it just he does grow on you at, in the end yeah but uh also warren and uh the young girl uh lisa yeah Lisa. yeah they both escape. why am i why am i missing warren who's warren the uh, younger little brother. brother riley's younger oh, brother riley's, riley's brother. younger brother yeah. right so they all they all escape the church total blood i'm kind of surprised lisa did that too yeah well, she what? Yeah, she. It was. I mean, scary and mm-hmm. <laughs> monstrous. And her she parents. Super her parents were trying though. to force her mm-hmm. to drink yeah. the poison, okay. so it, like put her off. Um, but yeah, they all escape, and uh, at that point, they ho- they hunker down at Aaron's house, and they're explaining, you know, what do we do next? What's the plan? We mm-hmm. can't escape mm-hmm. the island because the ferries have been sent away. All the boats are screwed up. Mm-hmm. They're like possibly there's a boat out there we can get on mm-hmm. and they decide no we can't get on a boat because they're gonna get on a boat okay. yeah and they decide to burn the marina down yes okay. <laughs> uh, when they decide to burn the marina down a firebomb comes through aaron's window <laughs> because bev and sturge have tracked them down uh, and okay. they set they set aaron's house on fire okay. gotcha uh, Bev doing Bev shit. Yeah. Again, they fucking still. Fucking Bev. I legit. <laughs> they. She does such a good job at making me want to fucking. Yeah, you her. hate Bev. Yeah. So you hate much. her from the beginning. Like, she is so just stuck up. Like, again, we talked about the Trumper. Like, you think about. She always finds a way to manipulate everything is said to, like, somehow fit her agenda. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, fucking. Yeah. Fucking yeah. know who you and, are and I fucking hate you. And she does it right here at this point. Yeah. She starts quoting Revelation. Yeah. After she sets Aaron's house on fire mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, the dead will rise 
and he will blot out the sun and a third of the population will die. I can't remember the entire sure. passage, sure, sure, sure. but she decides, oh, now that we have this fire going, let it burn. And they mm-hmm. just basically decide to burn the whole entire island down, yeah. except for the church and the rec center mm-hmm. that's tied okay. to the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, the everybody else escaped out the back of the house, except for Riley's mom. She was the sacrifice in this point. But all through the town, people are getting dragged out of their homes, attacked, eaten. Mm-hmm. It's like this is definitely like thirty days of night esque yeah. vibes. At this time, at this point, know, the like, isolated guys, small town vibes. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I didn't think about it until this exact moment. I'm like, man, you I know feel what? Like you and kind of heard Riley this story. Is very Josh Hartnett like? Oh, I, yeah. he, he, I know he did he's dead by now. Stuff like that, but like, but like they both yeah. have that like breathy way of yeah. speaking and stuff. <laughs> Super slowly Just kind dreamy, of you know, whatever. Bland white guy with short, short white hair or short hair. Yeah, Kate loves Josh Hartnett. I'm always like. Josh Arnett fucking sucks. I don't know. Okay. I don't dislike him that much. But like he's so breathy. Sorry. He's, he's he's fine. But when you compare him to like real actors, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Riley. Riley's. You're so breathy. Are Why are you so breathy? Yeah. He's like, this is what happened to me. I'm risen. Like, he's just so breathy. I have this dream that we go out on a boat, but you're not there. Stop being so emo and breathy, Riley. Yeah. So yeah, the, don't even there's, understand. <laughs> there's fires on two sides of the island. Okay, everything's going to hell. Everything's burning down. Yeah, and uh, at some point they decide like it's time to get the kids off the island. So they mm-hmm. send, uh, they send Lisa and Warren on their way. Get out of here as best you can, and leave. Yeah, <laughs> and, like in a rowboat type. Yeah, yeah. in a rowboat. Vampires turn into mermaids and just like turn into <laughs> and like, attack the boat. I'm gonna like, see. season two, Meg. <laughs> season two. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole thing burns down, and they wind up in a confrontation back at the church. Okay. Uh, because Pruitt recovers from the gunshot wound to his head, mm-hmm. and he realizes that Bev let them out of the church, which was not the original plan. Okay. The original plan was to keep them and try to also talk to them the same way he talked to Riley, mm-hmm. get everybody reacclimated, because there is this uncontrollable urge to bite people right mm-hmm. drink people's blood and that's what you find out is going out throughout the town it's just people are attacking so he's he is the guy pursuing the fool's errand mm-hmm. which is controlling the uncontrollable right whereas bev is the scorched earth old testament psycho right mm. And so you knew they were going to conflict at some point. You just right. didn't know when. And then and it, it there's like back. no forethought in this that like, yeah, we're going to turn all these people, but now we're really going to have nothing to eat. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. What the fuck? But and that and that's the way basically it ends though. But yeah. because Bev does come in conflict with the father, mm-hmm. and the father is like, this was supposed to be about God. It's not about you. Hmm. And Bev moves the goalpost again for herself. To, to put her in the right and put all the other mm. vampires in the right. Yeah. And you go, and that's where it really clicks with the MAGA analogy mm-hmm. because they're, she's constantly moving all the goalposts, but it's right. like they've burned down every institution, the general store, the sheriff's office, the marina, everything's been burnt down, but she's still trying to put herself in the right and put herself yeah, like above everybody Yeah, she's still righteous else. in so mm-hmm. many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She is a megalomaniac sociopathic mm-hmm. yeah just all those things yeah <sighs> in, in this time of the confrontation the sheriff aaron and aaron's mother uh actually no aaron's mother has already been at the church for a while because after she mm-hmm. shoots pruitt 
the angel takes her and kills her. So he mm-hmm. kills her outside of the church. But she comes. Oh, you, Aaron's the, mother. Or no, no, the doctor's mother. The doctor's mother. Doctor's mother. Yeah. My yeah. But yeah, the doctor's mother has come back, and she is very young now. Okay. Because she's now a vampire, and it's like her and Pruitt are having. I won't completely give away what their relationship is, but yeah, uh, they're having a thing. They're definitely banging a lot. They <laughs> not, not a whole lot, but enough. <laughs> At least one time. Yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, so is she? Is he the father of the doctor? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. knew that was yeah, yeah. the case. Um, Interesting. They're having a discussion about that, and then at, during the confrontation with Bev. The sheriff, Aaron, and the doctor have all snuck back in, and they've decided to burn the church and the rec center to give the vampires nowhere to go. Sure. Because they've burnt everything else, and they totally plan on hiding there during the day. Mm -hmm. Very very Salem's lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they burn the church, they burn the rec center, and all everybody's just left to do their own thing. Uh, Mm. Aaron is attacked by the master vampire. Mm Mm-hmm. And she, you know, gets some good stabs in, and it leads to one of the more unsatisfying things about the ending, because mm-hmm. it's that she's stabbing his wings to keep him from flying away, and but he still flies away, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, are they setting up that there could be a second season? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's more satisfying if he just dies on the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hope. It I mean, where would they really go from here? Yeah, I mean, so so does anybody else survive? Like any of the main? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the the two kids survive because they're on the boat when they when they see the main vampire flying away. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. Um, Other than that, like Aaron has been killed by the main vampire more or Mm -hmm. less. Um, the the sheriff has been shot multiple times by Bev. Mm -hmm. His son is a vampire. Uh Yeah. That's about right. So. Yeah, it all comes crashing down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was not going to end well. No. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. For where I'm at, I guess apparently where takeaways keep going. Yeah, yeah. shit, keep shit, shit starts going. to hit the fan in a big way in yeah four I'm and five. I'm way more intrigued, five like getting especially. the hint that like I didn't catch on early enough that it's a vampire thing, and yeah. I'm kind of excited because again, I, I feel like we're not seeing a lot of like any interpretations of vampires like a lot right. anymore. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's Twilight pretty good. really ruined a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and that's why people stop doing vampires mostly. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> They're no like, sparkles, <laughs> no problem. It's like, ooh, that's not a vampire. Yuck. But what I was hoping, and again, haven't seen the last episodes, I was hoping they were going to get to a place where, like, at the end, we learn that all the major religions are based on, like, the origin stories of monsters and cryptids <laughs> and like Buddhism is based on like Bigfoot or whatever. And they all battle. And it's I a really fucking think this could be a situation. book that that would yeah. be hilarious. Maybe, well, now that I've told you that the TM. vampire might escape. Yeah. Maybe we can go still that direction. Possible. Like maybe, maybe the vampires are Christ and maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, whatever other, you know, I feel Nessie like that comes seems into more logical to me than actually thinking in, in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> listen, <laughs> Nessie, um, I'm telling was, a lot about myself. M- maybe right now, was though. a disciple. I don't know. Listen, who am I to say? <laughs> Nessie was a dinosaur. <laughs> All right, man. So Mummies. I'm excited. I'm still going to watch the last couple episodes because yeah, I want to yeah. see all this stuff come to it come to fruition. But um, yeah, it's worth it. There is still some heavy monologuing that happens. I can only imagine. Yeah. But overall, it's pretty satisfying. Mm. You know, the people that you want to get theirs get theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, you feel you feel bad for some of the characters. 
you d- I don't completely love the turn uh, Father Pruitt goes through. Okay. okay. Um, once you once he kind of realizes that he's done wrong, mm-hmm. and he reveals other motivations for why he's done what he's done. And just, yeah, he's the most interesting character. By he's, far. Yeah, he's the most interesting, and that's why I feel the most let down by what his turn is. Sure. I feel so. like yeah, I've throughout the whole like just from what I've seen now, you're I I felt like it could get real creepy. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he could just be a weird character that's just odd and off or be something deeper that's just not been revealed. And clearly yeah. it's like a little combo of both. Yeah. And it's just, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's the other thing is like it, the show definitely loses its creep factor mm-hmm. in the last two episodes if not the last five episodes mm-hmm. just because like they give away the ghost of like you know oh it is vampires and mm-hmm. it's like th- there's no need to have like jump scares anymore because now you just have to work through the inner dynamics of how yeah. do you solve a vampire a problem si- on an island here's <laughs> a sidebar question it just like thinking about like have we had like can you think of a vampire movie that had jump scares Sure, hmm. thirty days a night. Has yeah, that's they actually good. Yeah. That's actually good. I mean, Salem's Lot has something. That was a yeah. TV miniseries yeah. kind of yeah. thing, but um, yeah, there, there certainly is. I, just, I mean, yeah. a lot, lot more genuinely. atmeeric and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. I just yeah. don't know if that's always the vibe. Of John them, Carpenter's you know? Vampire definitely has quite a few jumps. Sure. Scares. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Blade in, Two guarantee the vampire pops out of the water. I sure. think that's. I'm trying to think if there is. I feel like there's always had this more like lingering creep factor too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. I, it's been a while since I've even seen the 92 Bram Stokers, but mm-hmm. I guarantee there's probably something that's yeah. like... There's a few, a especially out. like when... What was her name? Emily or whatever, but when she's in like the glass coffin kind of thing and she first realizes mm-hmm. that she's a vampire and she kind of does the like jump up kind of thing mm-hmm. with the crazy face. I feel like that's a bit of a jumpy scare. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I saw that. Yeah. But uh, God that's bless cool. you, County. It's good revisit. Let's do this. <laughs> um, well, awesome. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't watched um, Midnight Mass, boy, we just spoiled the living shit out of it. And it's yeah, your yeah, fault because yeah. we told you. We Listen, warned you. We warned you multiple times. You. <laughs> but you should still go watch. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was time well spent. It's not my favorite thing in the entire world, but it was definitely worth a watch. I wish I had popcorn for this episode. I've been eating these goddamn uh, <laughs> bag of bones here for a while and dots, and now I got spicy things stuck in my teeth. It's a whole yeah. scenario that I, I'm going to have to deal with. I was actually happier with this one than like his past two netflix shows mm. Mm. like bly manor i couldn't even finish. i didn't watch bly manor because i, I, I could so fucking boring did, I could f- and i definitely might have cried I don't know, like, I just got <laughs> those were a little man. they just were like a little bit they were like grief porn a little bit mm-hmm. to me yeah like, they uh, are bly manor i didn't watch so i can't speak to that one but haunting of hill house yeah i just felt was kind of I, in that grief porn vein yeah i liked it and then like the episode where it's basically like one take which it's like somewhere sandwiched, but it's in the funeral home and the whole episode yeah. feels like one long take. Mm-hmm. That was interesting enough to keep me going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this I, sh- did, I didn't watch the last however many episodes of it. Yeah. I gave up on it. Yeah. I just yeah. It Bly Manor was so fucking boring, though. And then this one, because it switched quick enough, mm-hmm. there was enough hints that it wasn't ghosts. Yeah. It kept me going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Sure. So. But absolutely uh, worth checking out, especially if you got the Netflix uh, subscription already. So yeah. the, um, the old makeup is hilarious, though. So uh, the old yeah, makeup, not so to bad. get too much far back <laughs> into it, but we immediately, as soon as we started watching it, that was the biggest giveaway to me that it was going to be a vampire story. Yeah, was everyone's aged up in a 
in a not convincing way at all. Right. Very badly. <laughs> it reminded me so much of This Is Us. Like when they do like the, you know, the modern and then the flat back. So Kate watched it like they do like a whole thing where it's like them in modern times mm-hmm. grown up and then half the show is like them, mm. you know, when in the 70s or 80s or whatever. And the one main character, she always has really terrible age up makeup on. Mm. And this for me, I was like. It's yeah. going to be something vampire related because these people are going to get younger and younger right. and younger. So, mm. um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely worth a watch. But, um, anything else? Uh, wrapping up, uh, Midnight Mass I'm on just, the Netflix. I'm just getting myself hyped up for the next episode. Yeah. I know. Listen, I've go, got. I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to do some smelling salts or something. Oh my god! The I, episode. I completely <laughs> just blocked out the fact that I had to watch the war. <laughs> <laughs> I, at least I get to watch that one for the first time. I have to watch. I've watched Ghost of Mars once. Yeah. It was horrible. Same. Um, I have to watch it again. Well, we all have to watch we it all again. Have to again. Watch them. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. I'm coming in, you know, basically into a boxing match with two hands tied behind my back. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But you yeah. got Jason Statham. You got Pam Greer. You got That's Ice it. Cube. We got Heavy we Hitter. Got, oh, we got God. Cube. I'm kind of terrified We right do now. have Cube. I would feel like I'd be better off... Um, with one of those TV movies that we kept off the list, frankly, mm. um, that I've never seen. But you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll give it a goddamn go. And we're going to talk about some John Carpenter shit. We're going to talk about some spooky yukis next week. And remember, we have a bunch of awesome kind of Halloween-themed stuff coming at you in the month of October. So once again, if you haven't already, check us out on the social medias, the at Halloween is forever on Instagram, at Hallow forever on Twitter, Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook, Halloween is forever pod on the Gmails. Um, and yeah, shoot us a note if you've got any suggestions for upcoming episodes, because um, listen, I don't want to get ahead of myself and I'm absolutely getting ahead of myself right now because spooky season is the greatest time of year. But I'm also a diehard fan of holiday, mm-hmm. like winter holiday horror, mm-hmm. like Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I am just barely off in the horizon. I can barely see it. <laughs> I am thinking about uh, that episode. It's going to be fantastic. Thinking as well. about yeah. Ginger Dead Man. Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> Jack Frost. Santa's sleigh. I love fucking Santa's sleigh. <laughs> Bill Goldberg. Krampus, you're, which you're, is an actually a good movie. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> Santa's sleigh is a good movie. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, if you got a suggestions for topics and that sort of thing, shoot them our way as well. So, as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and for the Halloween's Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. Bye, 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 bye.